We had a great Easter. We had a brilliant Easter. Because we did jack all. We didn't do much. We just went down the coast, had a house and hung out. Hung out at the house and it was good and watched nothing happen, like the world roll by. With our parents and our kids. I thought I'd never say that, actually. Had a brilliant weekend with our parents. Like when you're 21, you wouldn't say that. Definitely not. Actually, we heard you, a lot. We, you were pretty nerdy when you were 21. You loved hanging out with your parents. Yeah, but you know what? I was a little bit jealous. There was a party going on a few street, a few houses oh, that's up, right. and a few houses down. There was two parties, and I've gone. I need to go to bed early. It was nine o'clock, and it was when you're lying in bed and you hear a party going on, and you you're lying there going, "Ooh!" You just get envy, don't you? Party envy. You want to be at that party, but at the same time, you don't. You're kind of happy that you're in your pajamas. That's right. So and you're snuggled on down. But you know, there'd be nothing worse than sitting on the balcony, listening to that. So let's go to bed. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, we did. I mean, but my favorite. Can I tell you my favorite part of the Easter weekend? What's that? Was playing I Spy with our parents. Oh <laughs> yes, because our daughter wanted to obviously play I Spy, and she's big into I Spy, and she's quite good at it. With four years old, brilliant. Yeah, she's. I think she's a prodigy. Anyway, but we started playing I Spy. We go around the circle, and it gets to Kai's mum, and we said, "Okay, your turn." And then Scarlett goes, "Your turn, your turn." And then so Kai's mum. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, oh, Heidi, my turn. Okay. And instead of saying, okay, you say, I spy with my lie. She goes, I am seeing what you're not seeing. What is it? It starts with an S. (laughs) (laughs) So we guessed sea and sand and seagulls and all these things. And what was it? Songs. (laughs) (laughs) But as in the word that you wear on your feet. Songs. Yeah, not the singing songs. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And then your dad, we did, okay, your turn, Wolfgang. And what did he say? He goes, what's that thing he says every time we try and play I Spy? What do you mean, everything? It was the first time we've played it. No, we've done it before. And I reckon he's said it where he goes, okay, my turn. Says something in my pocket. What is it? (laughs) We're like, no, it's you start saying I Spy with my little lie. Says something in my pocket. You don't know what it is. (laughs) And it starts with a T. And there's not even anything that starts with T's. And in the end, Skylar's just gone, oh, I'm going to skip your parents and come right back around. Oh, oh look, my, it's, it, my parents aren't originally from here, so they never played I Spy. Yeah, but they kind of had four chances to listen to how you played the game. They weren't listening and no. they don't listen and they oh, don't remember. They don't listen. That's okay. They're allowed. Love them. They're, Love yeah, them, though. But it was, it was good fun. And um, my favourite, uh, other favourite part. What was the other mm, favourite part? Shut up. Okay, so my other favourite part yeah. was. Was. <laughs> What's your other favourite part of Easter? I didn't have a favourite part. I can't remember anything <laughs> okay. else that happened. What oh, did we do? Good. What the fuck did we do? I don't know. You wanted to talk about something oh, else. Now they've got nothing to talk about. You wanted to talk about something it was else. so disastrous. Yeah, I did want to talk about something else. I wanted to also mention, like, it was a nice <coughs> relief to get away after um, last week's shenanigans. Oh, last week's shenanigans. Yes. We were out of control. What did we do? I can't remember. You were out of control because I tell you what, you foot flared up. You had a foot flare up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my foot, my, first of all, let me tell you, you, I have a very sore knee. 
for some reason. I, I don't know. It must be when you get in your 40s, your joints start aching and whatever else. I struggle getting upstairs. My, oh, my, my God. Heart, my heart, my heart and my breath is out and all this I'm sort of stuff. I'm going to you and in. Then, and, then, and then we just went for dinner and all of a sudden my foot just started hurting. Like my right foot, not my left knee, my right foot. And within literally an hour and a half, I could not walk out of that restaurant at all. I, d- I was limping. Yeah, you had that little straight leg with the foot. And we went to it. Okay, this was the worst night to have done this. It was late. The kids were crazy. And we agreed to go with your family to a buffet restaurant where it's like $7 all you can eat. It's actually always, it's actually quite expensive. Actually, and the food's actually really good. Well, it's not actually that good, <laughs> but I just want to eat so much of it. But it was so annoying because we got there. You couldn't do anything because you couldn't stand up. You literally, like your foot was slowly yes. getting bigger and fatter. It was. Which is it, not very attractive, but that's another story. I thought it was gout. Okay. I, was, I was sure it was gout. <laughs> just an instant Immediate onset of gout. Instant gout. And so I had to chase around. The kids were going mad, like crazy. And those places drive me crazy. And your family at one point, I looked over and they're all feeding their faces, happy and Larry. And I looked at them, I was like, after being exhausted from chasing them, you're yelling at me like, I can't do anything tomorrow. All I can do is talk to them. You're going to have to deal with this. And I looked at your family and was like, I hate you all, including you, because everyone's just eating and I was not eating any of the buffet. I would like shove some noodles in my face, then run off after the kids, and then sit down. I probably got more of a workout that it probably negated the whole buffet eating by the time I'd eaten at the buffet. Anyway. I mean, Hang on. So yeah, disastrous. So, yeah, so let me just uh, recap. So you hated my parents for not no, chipping in. hate them. Your whole well, you family. Said, you said <laughs> my whole <laughs> Hated my whole family. No, in that moment, I was like hating everyone. And and you just made a mockery of their joking abilities. You did too. Yeah, true. We'll have to say some, We'll have to say some positive things about them in a I minute. I love them. Okay, in a minute. Okay. When, the, when, when we've turned off the microphone. Okay, no worries. Because we love kidding. them. I do love them. They're so yeah. cute. So many good stories. Anyway, so getting back to your foot. And yeah. I, by this time I was raging. I'm like, the kids are driving me crazy. Why did we go to the buffet? Wah. Yeah, and my foot's pounding and, and my knee's and hurting. And the kids are completely hyperactive after having like chocolates and bringing, oh my God. So get in the car. And we get home and I do all the kid organising stuff in the evening. I go, well honey, you go, to, you go to lie down. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I had to find a broomstick to help me oh, inside the house. Because I didn't help Because you didn't help me. <laughs> That's true. You came in. Why were you, you were, that why you were holding that broomstick? Yeah, because I was hobbling in because I couldn't oh. literally hobble without it. Right. So anyway, you get into the bed. And then I'm like, I'll get you some ice. So I get you this. No, I, I asked you for some ice. <laughs> okay, you did I you? asked you for some ice. Oh. Yeah, I said, Tamara, can you get me some ice, please? <laughs> I thought, here we go. So I get you a big ice pack thing. No, it wasn't an ice pack. It was one of those it things. It was a block of chocolate, which was frozen, basically. It looked, it was like a big block It wasn't chocolate, ice. it was ice. No, but you're but saying it was hard looked, as that. It looked like a block of chocolate. And I tried to put it on your foot. No, you didn't try and put it on my foot. I said, you can't put that on my foot because it's just square and doesn't mould around the foot. So, you said, go get the peas, didn't you? 
the beans. I said go get the beans, the broad beans that no one eats. Okay, so I went in the fridge, pulled out some peas, um, came back, and you've gone, no, not the peas, not the peas. <laughs> yeah, you know the why? Beans. They were open packet of peas. That's why. Oh my, I wrapped them up. They were fine. So I did the peas. They wasn't good any, enough. Did went- the block of ice. Wasn't good enough. <laughs> went back to the fridge, and I'm rustling around, and all I hear from you is, the soybeans, the soybeans. <laughs> I would never have said that. I say? said, get the broad beans, not the soybeans. Yelling at me like so demanding, and I lost it. I just was. I just went off at you, didn't I? From the kitchen, safely, yeah. and you couldn't come after me because you had your foot. No, 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 no. But what you did is, I was telling you, I was instructing you not to get the soybeans, just to get the broad beans. And I bought the soybeans. And you bought the soybeans. And you've gone, oh. And then I've gone, forget about it. And I've walked out of there because I couldn't handle you anymore. And then I hear this. <laughs> That's Kai walking to the fridge and then rustle, 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 angry, rustling in the freezer. He'd hobbled all the way to the freezer just to get the broad beans. I don't, what I don't understand is what is the difference between all the freaking peas and beans? Like, and why do we have that many different types of beans in our freezer? Do you want me to explain that right now? Oh, God, yes. Like, let's face it, I bought um, what I thought was a really good bean to make a really good recipe, but I failed and they were actually broad beans and no one ever eats broad beans and they're meant to be soybeans and I love the soybeans in this particular recipe, BBC. BBC, shout out BBC. I love it. And anyway, so we've got like a million packets of broad beans in the freezer that would fit perfectly around my foot. Oh, my God, there is no difference between the beans, Kai. You would oh. be the worst patient. I'm glad that that flare-up, it went down the next day because I could not have coped with another day of you, like, demanding different things of me and not the right things. Guess what? My foot's starting to hurt again. Yeah, well, you can just take that gout and shove it where the sun's <laughs> <so shot. laughs> And guess what? I, I ate all the beans, so there's no beans left. Oh, I hope you got rid of the Broad beans, because oh, let's for face crying it. Out loud. Anyway, you, I beans. thought you might be a terrible patient, but it made me think, you know, like in sickness and health when we got married. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I didn't mean that because that was, <laughs> if you, you get any sicker than you that, lied. I'm going to find it really hard if if that happens again. <laughs> and when you're old and crusty and and so stiff because you can't move. Don't worry, we would have sorted out our issues by then, and you would know exactly which beans or peas to get out of. <sighs> The freezer and which ones to leave in there. Okay. You'll know that. Thanks, Kai. No worries. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Now All I know right. where you stand on the whole bean situation. Hey, I interviewed um, Ryan last week. We had a good chat. Ryan Hodges, who's Ryan. Uh, um, on this episode, an Easter special episode. That's hard to say, isn't it? Easter special episode. It is, yes. Um, with Ryan. Ryan Hodges. And he's very open and sharing. Ev- <laughs> About things, you he came, is. You, you came back after your um, podcast with him, and you were very excited. And you said, "Brilliant podcast!" And that would surprise me because he knows how to tell a good story. He's a good storyteller, and he's been through a fair bit of stuff mm, in his life, which you'll find out if you listen. But but I bet Ryan's never had any problems with beans, worrying about beans and what kind of peas he wants. That puts it into perspective, Kai. You want to have a listen? Oh, I can't wait. Right I'm looking now. forward to it. Yes. yes. Let's get let's, into it. Okay. We'll do it, do it, do it. Broad beans, broad beans, broad beans. Why do you always beans. end on something? <laughs> it's like you don't know what to say, so you just sing whatever keyword come, <laughs> is we've been talking about. Broad beans, broad beans, broad beans, broad beans. 
Broad beans, broad beans, broad beans. We find the defendant. We find the defendant. The guilt trip. Hodgie. Oh, you decide to have a drink of water when I'm about to start. Is that bad start. timing? No, it's okay. Shall I, shall I drink now? No, I have a drink. Go Is on. Okay? I can cut it out. All right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you just wanted to hear that sound I back did, in actually. your I did, actually. That was ears. like, yeah, like the swallowing sound. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I feel a little bit like I'm Oprah and I'm interviewing you in this chair like... Hi, Ryan, with is my it? little pad. I usually don't have a pad. Is that? Oh, don't you? No. Well, I do, but I don't have, have it notes? sitting here like this. Have you put down notes? Yeah, I've got research on you. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, now I'm really worried. Hey, I was just thinking, um, actually on the way down driving in my car, I was like, Jesus, if anyone has had their body defy them in a way that, okay, we, we all treat our bodies so shit most of the time. We eat the wrong thing. We don't yeah. work out. We've got... You know, we smoke, we party, we don't have enough vitamins, we all that stuff. And for someone so fit, the body to turn around and go, fuck you. It's like, pretty much. <laughs> it's yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Being one of the fittest people I know. Did you feel like that actually oh, when you were first diagnosed, firstly, with cancer? With Without a doubt. It was, you have that moment of like, what the fuck? Well, I'm, I'm assuming we're allowed to swear. Yeah, you can. We can say whatever we oh want. Oh, my God. We have to. We're talking oh. about cancer. They'll be swearing. So, there was, you know, like, it's it's hard. You, you go through the process of why me, first off, and what the fuck have I done to deserve this? Oh, so, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of things that kind of went through my mind really quickly. Like, you can't, what, why? I never, you don't hear about, you don't hear about these types of things. And I've never done anything. I've never smoked. You know, like, I, I tried a couple of cigarettes when I was in high school and had asthma attacks for weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> you were that little so I was nerd. The, I was the tragedy guy who was like, they're all cool, they're all smoking, can I have a puff? Have a puff and be like, where's my Ventolin? I need to go get my Ventolin now. And then have asthma attacks for weeks. So there's not exactly like I, you know, I was around some secondhand smoke a bit, yeah. but everyone was. Yeah, we were. So then you kind of, but you do, you, you do look and you go, have I been struck down in my prime oh, of, of life sure. being 32? And kind of going, well, when I say prime, I mean, it's not, you know, like a real prime, but it is. Your prime, It was though, my right? prime. It was we, pretty good. Would you say you're a late bloomer? Was I? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was, definitely. Yeah. I was definitely a late bloomer. Oh. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the bloom to happen, really, <laughs> if I'm completely honest. Well, I just said to, to Ryde, actually, as he came in, I hadn't seen him in a little while, and I said, geez, you're looking buff and fit. And, you, and what did you say? <laughs> I just said, I'm still fat from Christmas. <laughs> Oh, but they look the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's lucky. Well, I, actually, no, I'll be honest. I actually did. I thought I did pretty well over Christmas not to like overeat and gorge. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think I, I think I managed to sneak a few in there and started <laughs> Easter, Easter, Easter pretty early too. So you were, you were in your prime, you're saying. So you 32. So that's when you felt you were at your peak optimum, yeah. your optimus prime. Well, I was, I was doing pretty well because I was cycling. So that was, cycling was my thing back then. Yeah. And so we were out riding heaps. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not built for cycling at all, not for going up hills. I'm a heavier guy. So I'm not built like a cyclist, but I was, I was okay at cycling. So I was good, but I was, I was okay. I was fit. I could keep up with, yeah. you know, like the, the, the amateur good guys locally. And then everything just comes crashing down and just, mm. it was over. I mean, it all happened over the course of probably six months when I started to kind of feel and think to myself that something's just not quite right. Mm. And it just, you'd be riding and 
you know, the lung cancer that I have, uh, one of its symptoms and one of, one of the things that it does is it produces like mucus basically. So that's just so it starts to clog your, your lungs up with this junk. And so you're just writing and I was just thinking, oh man, I'm just I'm coughing up heaps and heaps of stuff. It's really gory, a horrible thing. Mm. And just felt like something's just not not right. And so you, mm. you just got to, you just started to get this deep down feeling. And I was crook every, like every, I'd have a week being good, week being sick, week being good, week being sick. And when you're fit and you're eating well and you're doing all the right things, you're and thinking you th- yeah, something's not right. You're thinking you're doing, you think you're doing everything right. And then all of a sudden you kind of go, well, what's happening? Like, mm. What am I doing differently to everyone else to, all, to, to start getting this? So then you kind of start when you then when you did get we did get the news you did just go what on earth have I done why has this come through what 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 did I what have I done to deserve this do you think that's almost just like a grieving process but for for yourself in that you know you're in denial and then you 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 feel why me and then eventually it's acceptance and there's anger in there somewhere like there'd be all that whole yeah there must be stages of dealing with um definitely illness and it's 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 continual like it still goes on to every you know very much now so over four years later we're still very much i still go through the whole thing of why me and then you get angry at it, and then you just go, "Oh well, it is our life. This is what we have to do with now. So we just have to, you just have to accept it, suck it up, get on with life. There's yeah. nothing much you can do." And you were diagnosed with, was it stage? What stage was stage, that? Stage lung four. Cancer? So stage four, stage four. Lung, stage four lung cancer. Mm. So extremely rare uh, lung cancer for obviously non-smokers. Um, and so I had a so stage four. Basically, they judge at stage four by the size of the cancer. So I hadn't I hadn't spread to anywhere other than my lungs. So the the main mass was in my right lower lobe, and it was say three inches, so like the size of your fist, um, which was pretty massive. And hence why yeah. sort of well, you know it was getting why I was struggling to breathe, just doing the simplest of things like um, talking. Yeah. So we wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to have this conversation. Because you have to stop and. To get, I would have been out of breath just yeah, sitting here yeah. talking like this. Okay. Uh, and then I had multiple lesions dotted around both lungs, so I had you know ten or more lesions dotted around both lungs. Mm. So that's why we got. That's why stage four. That's why it was inoperable, and that's why they classified as terminal. Jesus, and when you hear that word, mm. yeah, it's not the news. Oh. You, it's not the news you typically. You know, when I went in and had, when I persisted with the GP and started getting all these tests and stuff, and. He kept on coming back and saying, it's just asthma, it's just allergies, have some more Zyrtec. Oh, my Claritine. Here, cancer, here's Zyrtec. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, <laughs> thanks, man. It's, it's winter time. I don't get much hay fever anymore, but great. Uh, and I'll just have some more Ventolin. This is awesome. Wow. Uh, and so that persisted for about three months and then went, I just don't feel right. This is There's just something. You know, you, get you a, just know. An instinct. Yeah. yeah. So then changed GPs and... When I got a chest X-ray and they came back and I got a phone call saying you've got to call your doctor and I was like oh no what's this and they've rang and they said you've um you've got pneumonia and I went oh okay, okay. crap but can deal with it middle of winter pretty crook can deal with pneumonia rest it up clears everything goes back to normal mm. and then we kind of see so, but even then you sort of went well maybe I'm maybe I'm working too hard maybe I'm just pushing myself too hard maybe I'm expecting too much not looking after myself. And you sort of, uh, so you go, oh, well, that's, pneumonia's not the worst thing in the world, but we can deal with pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And then things just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse really, really quick. So from July through to when we were diagnosed in, in, uh, in November, mm. uh, things went downhill pretty quickly. And that's when you've thought, okay, yeah, need to get this looked at. What's Basically, going on? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so by geez. that stage, it, all exercise had stopped. So mm. I was, you know, I went from cycling 
when you know doing other sort of gym work and nothing barely walking hairy legs because the shaved legs had grown back well i didn't have the breath to actually shave my legs it was too hard it was <laughs> yeah. too strenuous but helen shaved my I know. legs it's actually when i say that out loud that sounds really bad i didn't have like the breath to shave my legs oh how sad how do you sa- shave or you wax them well you shave them you don't okay. wax them god i don't waxing's, know waxing's gay because shaving's tough <laughs> That's right. So you didn't have the strength, getting back to it, to, to shave your legs. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, so it got to that point, and you've and then you've gone, and you've found out you've yeah. You have so, the big so, we, so we pretty much we got to a Monday morning, and I, I rang my doctor, had a had a um an appointment sorted out, and went went to saw her, and went, we've got to do something right now, otherwise I'm going to walk myself into emergency because yeah. this is getting serious. So we got into a set of CT scan that afternoon. And that was actually quite a funny story for my getting my CT scan. Oh, I love a good yeah, CT well, scan. So here I am freaking out. I can't. I'm. I can't breathe. I, I walk through the city going to meetings, and I have to stop and sit for ten minutes to get my breath back. And I had to go from down to uh, what is it, Ashford on on Anzac Highway to mm. go and get my CT scan down there. And so I've got in the car, driven out of driven out of the car park on North Terrace down West Terrace, going oh I'm a bit low on fuel. Oh, I'll make it. It'll be all good. Driven a little bit further down West Terrace, run out of fuel. Car stopped in the middle of traffic. What? I was like, oh. I hated this car anyway for a start. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I hate that to car get- already. Oh, right. And so I've got down the car and I've then had to push it to the side of the road. You pushed it. I this pushed is the it. man who can't shave his legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pushed it to the side of the road. I think someone actually came across and helped me. We well, hope remember. so. Adelaide. Go, You'd Adelaide. So. Shout out to that person. It was good. It was a tradie. He's run across traffic to actually come and help me push it to the side of the road. And then I've looked and gone, how am I going to get from here down to my appointment, which I was worried I was running late for? Yeah. Uh, I thought, I'll just walk and I'll call a taxi. And I'll get it. So it's about 4.30, so I was like peak hour. So I was thinking, a taxi's going to come past. I'm going to hail it. I'm going to get there. It should be sweet. And as I've kept walking and kept walking, I've realised that there's going to be no taxi coming whatsoever. I'm getting – can I say, I'm just getting anxious about this story and where yeah. it's going. Well, no, it's Jesus. just – it's one of those ones that at the time, you're panicking. I was nervous. I was really worried about what, what was going to happen from this CT scan. I can imagine. But I found myself walking down Anzac Highway, trying to walk slash jog, keeling over, trying to get breath in to get to my appointment only to then basically I walked the whole way there without finding a taxi at all. So that was pretty horrible. So I got there and then, you know, I was a ball of sweat. I was out of breath. I walked in and was like, (sighs) I just couldn't say my name to actually even get, you know, book myself, tell them I was there to have the appointment. And so then, and then, then had to go through and have the CT scan as well. And that's when everything, once that finished, that's when things got really serious. Did they find out straight away or do you have to wait for results from the CT well, scan days they, later? Or They they see it straight away. Oh, so they see it straight on the screen, but they don't tell you what is going on. So they'll, they'll never tell you. So they send it back. They'll go right there. They'll write their you know, results mm-hmm. or whatever and they send it back to your doctor. Sure. But the uh, radiologist or whoever it is, or whoever they're called, came out and... Uh, it just said we just want you to just sit down, just sit down here for a minute, and just um, just just let's have a chat. And he started asking me all these questions, and you know, do you have this, and have you found this, and how's this been feeling, and how's this been feeling? Because he's seen the scan and he's looked at how big this mass is, oh, this tumor is in my lungs. But uh, them knowing and you sitting there, feeling not knowing. Yeah. So this is probably about six thirty on a Monday night, and they made me they made me wait for about an hour. Uh, before going, okay, we, 
thanks for that. We can you can go and ask me every question under the sun. And since then, I went and googled symptoms for lung cancer, and it was oh, all, the, and it was like all the same questions that would pop up that they were asking. Do they get you a taxi? No, see, I actually I walked out, and I don't think there was any taxis, so I walked back to my car. No, I walked back to you my car. You did not, right? So I walked. <laughs> I walked back, back to. to I walked back. I'm not the I'm not the brightest, brightest guy. Sometimes there's a lot. Well, there would have been. Ta- it's a hospital. There would have been taxis. No, the taxis would have been around the corner. Come God, th- get an ambulance back to your car. Come, my to, th- God. come to think of it, that's where they would have been. <laughs> a bit late now. And so anyway, so I got back to my car, then had to get a jerry can to go put petrol back in my car. Oh God! So that was a that was a that was just an experience. When you look back on it, you kind of just one of many that you have to go. Jeez. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. Yeah. That was not a good start. Was n- <laughs> I hadn't heard that story before. No, I haven't that's... told many people because it's just one of those things I just forget about. I always yeah. just kind of go, oh, I had a CT scan and then we kind of move on from there. I don't yeah, go, sure. I ran out of fuel on West Terrace and had to run slash walk slash God, crawl. That goes in record with one of your, the shittest days. That was, oh, it was a horrible day. nerve-wracking yeah. days. Yeah, terrible. Forever. And terrible then- day. And then you were smart enough to go and Google. Um, you didn't Google no, just not, randomly, did you? Because sometimes then. that's, you know, not a good good no. thing to do. So not then. I so I didn't Google anything then. Just went home, okay. business as usual. So mm. that was Monday, Tuesday. Nothing happened Tuesday. Wednesday saw the specialist, and uh, they had the results. They so they could see the scan, and she looked at it and she said, "Listen, we just don't know what it is. It could just be nothing, you know, or it could be something more sinister." Right. So we what what I suggest is. We go and we have a biopsy where basically we go under, they put you in, and they just – it's actually really barbaric what they do. It's horrible. Really? In this yeah, day and age? it really is. And they don't do it from they – don't, they don't do it with like an exact science of putting a camera down and going, that's where we want to go. I was going to – sorry to interrupt. I was yeah. going to say, <laughs> don't know why I imagine it going up your bum oh, because, of course, it would make is, sense going yeah. through your mouth, right? I'm really curious to understand how you think <laughs> – Going up your bum, ends in your lungs. Because I think most things go down there. Like in my head, I'm like, it's something to do with most the bum. He's going to say something about the bum. Most things go up there or oh most God. things go down there? No, 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 no. Most things in my mind will re- retreat to the whole something funny about the bum. Oh. Because bums are funny. Well, you know? yeah. when you're lots of things four, When you're there. four or five. Oh, my goodness. This is going nowhere fast. I'm just trying to think of the anatomy. I don't know it that well. However... <laughs> You're not making it to your lungs anytime soon. <laughs> Through your asshole. No. No, you're not. So continue you're really not. <laughs> with how the story should go. I'll stop interrupting. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's Only because you said it was barbaric, which it would be if they had to go up your well, bum and someone's gone, excuse me, because, doctor, we don't go in that way. Because you've got to get through your large and small intestine first. I know, barbaric. And what do they do then? Because one of them's like pretty short. I think that's your small intestine. The doctor the or the intestine? Oh, oh, the, the intestine. Yeah, yeah, this is his doctor's pretty sure. Yeah, he was on a footstool just to get up there. And the other one was a giant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so anyway. So. So. Uh, but no, what they do is so they, they put the needle down and they just start poking around in your lungs, taking blind samples essentially. How does that feel? Well, at the time you're out. But afterwards, oh, okay. so that you're fully under. <laughs> you're not awake. No, you're not. Of well, they, they, they can do it while you're awake. No, though. They, they can They can. They can do it while you're awake. 
Yeah, because they'd have to. They put the tube down your in your mouth. <laughs> Tube definitely goes in your mouth. I go, I'm like up your nose, in your ear, anywhere but where it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but obviously you would need to be passed out. You'd you, freak out. Correct. You yeah. can, they can do it while you're awake apparently, but I politely declined and said, please knock me the fuck out. <laughs> just yeah, knock me the fuck With anything, yeah. just knock me out. Anything you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, pinpricking away. Pinpricking away. Took a bunch of samples. So that was actually because we, well, we were sitting in Flinders, well, sitting in the bed waiting all gowned up, waiting to go into theatre. And knowing that I must have been up soon because there wasn't many other people lying in the in the ward beforehand, yeah. and the doctors come past with his sheet, looked at me, looked at his sheet, and kept on walking, and then did another lap, came back again, and he's looked and he's gone, Ryan, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's me, and he goes, oh Jesus, mate, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, this isn't a good sign. He goes, you're too young, you're too young to be here having this one done. And I was like, oh, what so we didn't, mean? so we didn't know either. We had no oh. idea by that stage. And they thought you had an idea already? No, and so he didn't say anything else. So then, you know, obviously oh, you're God. like, oh, great, this is fantastic. It's this like is, they're giving you all these clues without yeah, anyone telling it's you. It's just punishing you in the Isn't meantime. It? it really is. So that's so that was like another good thing. You've kind of gone, oh, great, now I don't feel – I feel even worse than I did before. <laughs> just gradually feeling yeah, worse yeah. leading up to something, yeah. And you're not going up the bum to take the sample. So good, okay, well, there was a positive <laughs> that came out of There was a positive <laughs> that came out of that. You know, I guess you've got to look on the brighter side of well, these don't things. don't you? Yes. <laughs> So, but yeah, so they don't. So they look at an x-ray yep. and then they just go in and they kind of go, I think we're in the spot. This looks good. Let's just take some samples here. Sure. So all you do is uh, once you come out, it just feels it just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like you've been stabbed a thousand times on the inside. So you're coughing up, you're just coughing up blood. Like, and yep. So it's that's pretty horrible. So that was Friday. So that was, so we went Monday CT scan, Wednesday appointment, Friday stabbed lungs, Saturday, Sunday, was booked in to see, get the results on Wednesday, the following Wednesday. Tuesday was Melbourne Cup, so I was at work, went to a function, having a few beers in the afternoon. Helen came, picked me up, was driving home, and uh, the old man rang in. He's like, hey, going? I said, yeah, good, good. And he goes, any news? And I said, no, no, no news. No news is good news, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, that's good, that's good. And while I was on the phone to him, I had a missed call. Oh, God. And so I went, oh, I've got to go. I'll give this, give this person a call back. Got home, listened to the message, and it was the specialist. The specialist, and so she, uh, so I rang her back, and and then instantly, you just you just get this wave of this is really serious. It's six thirty at night. Why is the specialist calling me before, mm. the day before I'm meant to see him? And she said, "Listen, I'm really, really sorry to do this. This is completely unprofessional, but we don't. We've got no other. I've got no other option. To oh, it's so serious that um, you've the tests have come back, and you've got lung cancer." And so I remember, so we were sitting, I was sitting in our in our bedroom, Helen was sitting on the bed and I was up at sort of standing at our tall boy and I had a pen and paper and I was taking notes like I was taking directions how to get to somewhere, you know, very calmly and she was explaining, she says like, oh, it's, it's called adenocarcinoma, it's, uh, you know, this stage four, uh, it's in your lung, right, yeah, so she just gave me all the details, she said, I've booked you in to see an oncologist tomorrow morning, go to Flinders Private, blah, 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 and so gave me the details and I was like, yep, 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 no worries, write it all down. Corn's like, thanks for the call, appreciate that. Because that's just standard what you do when you talk to people. You thank You're them. You're polite. You're polite. Thank you for you the go, news. Thanks. Have for a that. great day. Thanks for that cancer news. That's amazing. <laughs> Best news from Hannah. Excellent. All day. And then turn mm. around and that's it. I looked into Helen's eyes and that was it. It was just, it was game on. Just broke down because wow. we just heard the worst news you could possibly hear that you've got cancer. Do you feel like you knew something was coming so you 
instant when instead of going into a shock mode, which you, some people do, you kind of go, okay, maybe it's not that bad. You start, mm. you know, it is. They said it's serious, but you know, yeah. people fight this, and you kind of go into that defensive mode where you you haven't really accepted it. But it sort of sounds like you'd been led up to this moment yeah. that it was just like, oh my, okay, we oof, definitely let went, it out. We definitely weren't blindsided by the news. It wasn't like yeah. I had. It wasn't like you kind of had you know like a brain tumor or something else that maybe you didn't have many symptoms. But I'd had that many symptoms and was such in bad was bad shape health wise, and we'd had this week of. You know, being taught, being being questioned, and seeing, and just looking into people's eyes, and you become very, you've become very in tune with reading people, especially mm-hmm. you know doctors and GPs, and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they're very good at it, though. To be honest, no, they're not. They're not that good. It's like, all written all over yeah, their face. Something's yeah. not right. Like my yeah. oncologist is a lovely man. He's a beautiful guy, but I can see as soon as he calls us into the from the waiting room, you can go, "Oh, it's bad news today." Yep. So you can see it from a mile away. I guess they're only human, aren't they? And they how do I tackle this and be professional but feeling at the same time? But they don't quite nail that one. So So we'd kind of been led into it. You're trying to, yeah, it's that whole balance of being positive and then obviously being realistic at the same time. But never had I thought that it was cancer. I don't even know what I thought it was. I don't think I even had. But not that. Just didn't think it was cancer. Mm. So, yeah, so then we got off the phone and then. And then here we sat in Boulder. I was out for a while and I'm pretty sure I said the words, you know, why me? And that's when you go through all of that. You get angry and then, you know, you just get fearful. And we'd only just found out four days before that Helen was pregnant with our first that's right. with Ollie. The universe works in such crazy ways. It is. Isn't that it's strange? Yeah. And to have such good news and bad news in the same at yeah. the same time is just it's hard to I reckon it's hard to you feel guilty for feeling happy about one thing, but then you feel, you know, you can't, how do you balance your emotions out? It's really hard. It was kind of a sick feeling because we went through and we had, we had to tell everyone, obviously, our bad news. And mm-hmm. we hadn't told anyone the good news that we were pregnant, that Helen was pregnant. Yeah. So we'd obviously kept that to ourselves until we were sure. So there was a part of me that once we got over all the crap of having to tell, you know, family and then friends and go and ruin everyone's day for, for a couple of days, we then kind of went, well, actually, we've kind of got this good news. So we kind of started – we, we all chirped up because our whole perspective on everything had changed. If Helen hadn't have been pregnant, I can only imagine that things would have been a hell of a lot tougher to deal with mm. just given the – because it's just you. Like you become – I think you could become quite selfish with how you feel and, and, you know, it's all about you and it's all about me and whatever. Whereas all of a sudden you've got this little – you've got something else coming. It changes, it changes the way you, you view everything. You know, it wasn't it was wasn't about me it was more about well am I going to get to meet him yeah how can I make that happen so what do I need to do to actually make this happen and is Helen is Helen going to be okay so that changes the way that you really view it and it just doesn't become about you anymore is it and I think and male mm. and males and females would go about this very differently as well you think absolutely in what way and males I think we're males are we're fixers Sure. Yeah. We want to so fix. We want to fix shit. Here's a problem. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Let me fix you. They come home and you go, oh, oh this is a crappy day, and you go, right, let's sit down. We'll write a piece of paper. Let's fix this. <laughs> you write it on the piece of paper. Done. We've got a plan. Go fix it. And they're just like, I just. <laughs> I'm wa- not a tap. I, I just, I'm not a pipe. I just, I just wanted you to listen. You're like, women just want to be heard. Don't yeah, fix it. But no, no, I, just, I could fix it. That was my man. That's what we do. Yeah. We fix it. shit. Yeah, it's true. So okay. Yeah. I get your point. You get that. <laughs> Yeah, so you were like, right, here we go. Let's well, get going is. with this thing. So pretty much. So then we. So once we shed all our tears, which we did pretty quickly, you then you then very much got on with a, I guess a, a pretty, 
I don't know. I don't know how, probably the best way to put it, but we just got on with a real practical approach of saying, well, we accepted we accepted the news. We accepted, I guess, the the diagnosis of what what we got, mm. but we never we never accepted any prognosis of time. And sure. so that's always been that's always been, I guess, the mindset is that we had to we had to make a decision really quickly. And our even oncologist said to us, he said, the sooner the sooner you accept it, the better off you'll be. And you actually think about it, and you go, well, that's kind of good. There's no point fighting it because. It is what it, doesn't, it is. Doesn't go, it's not going to go away if you fight it and fight the you fight the the actual diagnosis. Yes. Uh, there's no point sitting in a corner and saying, you know, woe is me, because that doesn't help anyone. Do you know you you had the capacity to do that quite quickly? I remember because yeah. like I'm sure there'd be plenty of people who would sort of wallow in that for a long time. Mm. I mean, yeah, and because I just remember you saying at one point quite early on, well, if anyone was going to get it. I'm probably one of the best people to get it because I'm a fit guy generally otherwise and yep. I've got support around me. And I was like, wow, to have the the gumption to say that about, mm. you know, your illness without – I mean, obviously you had, you know, anger at it as well at points. But to have that kind of mindset is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, we, I guess – yeah, and it's it's but it's easy to it's easy to take that type of mindset when you do have a really strong support group around you. Yeah, because it's it just becomes it is a lot easier. I don't, I can't. I, it's hard to explain, I guess, but I just felt I felt comfortable and supported and confident, and kind of started to you started to focus on the positives rather than looking at the negatives and kind of thinking, well, cancer's never come up against me before, and it's so rare we kind of we don't have stats that go with it, so that's a tick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the doctors can't give you any statistics or any sort of really any prognosis other than terminal. But what does that mean? Well, yeah, we actually know what terminal means, but we, you know, yeah. but what does that actually mean in the big scheme of things? So we kind of thought, well, we'll just we'll make our own fate and we'll make our own statistic as we go. And that was easy to get to, sure. and the first bit, but it's been harder to maintain over a long period of time. Okay, so that's the challenge, and the the challenge was really easy to get get that mindset straight from the start. Um, and then, uh, but the challenge has then been keeping that over, you know, four and a bit years to date now, and then moving forward, whatever whatever the future holds as well. Yeah, well, you're doing well. You're doing mm. well, Ryan. Oh, well, yeah, well, we, with all we those, try. Are you doing those blend? You were doing all this really great stuff with food, oh. I remember. Are you still doing all that, like doing all the natural stuff, the antioxidants, all we, the stuff that's meant to we do a lot. help with your We've, body? I've done. I've been like the test dummy for, Every for, diet for nutrition around. and diet, like you name it. <laughs> I still have that blender that you recommended. The Nutribullet. No, oh, the other one. The sm- smoothie, oh, the big, smoothie the, the, something. Big, the big really expensive one because I was yeah. bagging you guys. You bought a Nutribullet Shut and up. it's crap. Okay, right. Well, and I you, still and you pretty much you had to blend it before you put it in the Nutribullet <laughs> to blend it. So, okay, go to a story just about <laughs> that blender, which oh, I was like, Ryan, recomm- Ryan is the blending I queen. We actually blended some stuff for you in our, in our blender. You so did, you, that's and you, what I remember. And you were really upset about it. But go on, no, tell your story. I want to see this. No. Hear this. So we got that blender. Yeah. And I've gone and put it, I'm going, this is brilliant. Ryan's talked about it. I know it's a bit more pricey, but it's going to last. It's good. If anyone's going to recommend a blender, it's Ryan. And Chloe goes, I I hear the sound from the kitchen maybe like hours later. Like not a good sound, right? I've come in, I'm going, what are you doing? Kai is there. He goes, this blender's shit. Ryan has no idea. He was blending a whole beetroot, uncooked, and a potato and a carrot or something without any liquid in there. Any liquid. He goes, this is crap. I was like, stop. There's like almost like steam, you know, smoke coming out of this thing. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you meant to. It's not a juicer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a 
<laughs> Get your appliances right. And I'm going, Kai, you've got to put liquid with it. You've got to, you know, there's a, yeah. there's there's a, a way certain, to There's a certain level of preparation that has to go with it. He doesn't read instructions. But he watched me do it. Yeah, he wouldn't have paid attention. He, he was, was just looking forward to drinking the juice was, that you made. And I don't know if he enjoyed it that much, though, either, to be honest. <laughs> I think he was just more, I think he was watching, but kind of more... More upset about the fact that I was bagging his Nutribullet. Probably, yeah. He well, would your, have been. Your yeah, it is pretty crap. We haven't, haven't you used gone. it? The Nutribullet's out of yeah. there. Oh, no, pff, we haven't had that in ages. Oh, we've got one now. Sorry. Hang on a minute. So we've got a Nutribullet now. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Do I, what, do I now have to get one? You you bagged our no, Nutribullet no, and now you've got one? Would you like me to tell you what we blend in the Nutribullet? Oh, God. What's, what's okay, Nutribullet worthy? Sure. Yeah, it's eggs. Just eggs. Just eggs, pretty much. So you have a Nutribullet for eggs, or for like eggs, like making making healthy pancakes, like a couple of eggs and a banana. Okay. You know, so like oh, soft and mushy that. stuff. That's oh. what that's what they're suitable for. Okay. Yeah. Not. Did you buy it specifically so you could just make pancakes? In there? Um, yeah. smaller stuff than using the big one. Well, okay. So you got you got you've got different yeah. things for different. Is this becoming a product review podcast at all well if they sponsored me it would well, be, be and that'd bad. be great but unfortunately be no so we won't i'm gonna beep out the names oh. um yes so if someone's listening to this you yeah. won't know the products because i'm just gonna go me or, yeah. mm, or something oh, i'll put right. it over should i It'd be like a mm, mm, oh, look. yeah <laughs> starts with mutra and rhymes <laughs> with mullet <laughs> bullet mullet i'm um, not my uh, mullet Okay, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, so moving away from the blend. So you've been, but yeah. you've been trying all these crazy. So we have. Yeah. Nutri- do you want me to go through what I've no, been through nutrition wise? You do not <laughs> do you want, want to know. To? I don't want to. Oh, know. I don't, I don't Tell know. me the best one, most crazy one that you tried. So that you I, went. Come I, on. I went full. I went full. Uh, full vegan for oh, three to four months. So did you? All everything all raw. Yeah. Raw foods. Raw as raw well vegan. as vegan. <laughs> raw vegan. Life is bland. Yeah. So sure. bland. Yeah. Like <laughs> not even an apple. We tried I, it for a month. Because of no sugar. So no sugar. Yeah. So no, obviously, and then not even not even any natural sugars. No honeys. No, no yeah. No apples. Oh, so no fruit? No, no fruit. Ooh. So raw vegan vegetables. Wow. You would have given those Flinders Street Station people recently a bit of a run for their money. I would have. <laughs> you would have been the, the master vegan. But if I'd, been, if I'd been the one that got the three lambs. Like and they they did like a hostage negotiation and said we'll leave if you give us. I probably would have eaten a lamb right then and there. Oh, I just would have bitten into that sucker straight away. I don't, even, I don't even like lamb, but, but you I, do like raw things. So I do. Yeah, I would have been like Argh. raw carrot, raw yeah, lamb, whatever. Lamb, same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. They're both living organisms. They have both got feelings. That carrot's got feelings. It's in the ground. Did it feel good though? Being vegan for that long? If uh, It felt you had like a clarity of mind. So really no coffee or anything like that as well. So a clarity mm-hmm. and a, it was, was like second to none. Wow. But it's not sustainable. Just in, not, our, just, in our day and you just can't lifestyles. Do it. it just, I think it had more of a, like physically it was fantastic. Yeah, good for your body and all that kind of stuff. But mentally it just drains you. So the balance that we've had to find is healthy but balanced with life yeah because life goes on that's right in life, and you have to do it so you try and make good choices uh we eat as much as you know good healthy organic stuff as we possibly can but also uh, you're doing the things that you like to do which is you know having a beer having a wine going to dinner that type of stuff yeah 
yeah, in, in moderation. Gorging at Christmas time. So when I rock up for a podcast, you say I look beefy and I'm just fat. <laughs> when you run a podcast, yeah. and it's okay. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's not a visual medium. This is fantastic. No, they will be. We'll take a photo of your head later. Oh, but you can just really? be from the. Yeah, but no, you look buff as. Oh, but no, you're you're um. But you're talking it down. So everyone after listening will be like, "Wow, yeah. what is he talking about?" But no, it it was so we. We so we, we instantly so like the first the second day I think after we got diagnosed Helen went and researched all this stuff of the things that we could control so that was really important about the things that you can control and there's I don't think we in this day and age we're very we've become very reliant on everything else so just being told what we eat what we do how we go about stuff and so we found very quickly all the stuff that you can control every day so one of those really simple things is what you put in your mouth exactly what you eat what you drink how you go about stuff so that was like number one so we went on to green smoothies which was just like we just bombarded our my body with green smoothies, like yeah, full on, yeah, great spirulina, all that good all, stuff, or everything, everything green in the blender, blend it up, water, drink it, grass, grass clippings, yeah, yep, yeah, just tastes like I mowed the lawn <laughs> with my mouth. It was amazing. So we, but that's a simple thing that you do, and we've maintained that for you know four years now. We still do it. now. That's great, which is I good. Love that. What's your favorite blend of green stuff if you had to? Say, what's the, have you got any little hot tip like putting a bit of turmeric in there, or do you do a bit of that? You to to get rid of that grass taste, like mm-hmm. you've just mowed a lawn and eaten, the, <laughs> just put your head into the catcher. You got to put like <laughs> that's pretty much this what it is. You got to put an apple uh-huh. in there and a banana for a bit of sweetness. Yeah, the lemon takes out some of the grass clippings, mm-hmm. and even maybe use a bit of coconut water for a bit of sweetness as well to get rid of that soil yeah. kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, organic yeah. taste. Wash things first because you wash all the sno- the soil, the snoil, the soil, and the, the snoil, sl- and, and the snails off. Yeah, you do have clarity. The snoil, the snoil. But no, that that's yeah. always a good one. I've always there. That's probably my big tip. Okay, people, the ones when I did it when I couldn't have any fruit, ugh, gross. Yeah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> vegan. Ugh. That's amazing because I we did that veganism thing. Vegan. That veganism. veganism oh, thing. is that like is that like Scientology thing? That like veganism thing. <laughs> you know that religion, oh, yeah. vegan. Yeah, yeah. And we did it for yeah maybe. T- we lasted two months. So, oh, yeah. And that was after, did I? I must have seen some documentary or read something. I've gone, let's just try it. To see, and I felt really shit, actually. How, did you? <laughs> yeah. But how far did you go with it? Like, what did you. Oh, like, well, we probably not raw, yeah. but just cutting out all, all meats. Meat. Yeah. But you don't eat a lot of meat anyway, do no, you? No, we don't. We're vegetarian mostly, so. Except for when you eat fish. Except for when I have a snag at Bunnings. But yeah. that's normal. Yeah. But do they? But when the onions are on the t- bottom. Oh, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Oh. <laughs> Is that what you're going to Cancels say? it out, yeah. <laughs> I secretly, like if I'm somewhere and at a party or whatever and they've got meat and um, especially kids' barbecue, uh, kids' parties or something yeah. where you go and Kai will sort of be talking to someone over there, I literally will stand there and shove like a sausage in my face. Oh, and really? they'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're vegetarian. And they look at you and go, what? I'm like, well, when my, my husband's not around, sometimes I just like to inhale a bit of meat, which is ridiculous. So, we're vegetarian. I'm not vegetarian. We are vegetarian. Get out of my way of the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. Can you shield me? Can you shield me while I shove this like Kransky down my throat, well, please? Yes, it's like me with the lamb. You know, with you with the lamb. Me with the lamb. Yeah, it's yeah. like me with the barbecue. You know, yeah, right. Secretly. <laughs> yeah. But does but he anyway. then smell like the meat breath, the sausage breath? No. It sounds worse than what it actually is. <laughs> the but. meat breath. No, but it comes when it comes down the other end. It's the worst. Oh, really? Like you know, really bad. If you don't normally eat meat, yeah, and you have it. As you yeah. may know, it's probably not as you not noticed good. some changes. Yes, yes, yeah. and not good ones yeah. out the yeah. other end again yeah. with yeah. the bums. But we've just come back to that. That was always going to happen. You realise that there was always this. This was always going to take a downward turn. Oh, so 
goes so quick. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I'll move away again yeah. from that because I wanted to ask you about your involvement with cancer awareness mm. because you – well, you'll tell me all about it, but yeah. you're you're hugely into talking about it. You're very open and I suppose – helping people with their journeys and, mm. and you know, spreading the word about yeah. how we can support people going through cancer. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I can't remember exactly how long it was after I got diagnosed that um, that I sort of made the decision to, I guess, felt the need to, to do more with, 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 you know, with my diagnosis. And I used, I guess I used the fact that I could talk about it really easily as part of my therapy. To, to actually deal Great with it. Great idea. And I so I've I sort of kind of flowed on with that and thought, I think I've got something positive, a positive message because we had such good results with the targeted therapy that I, I was or the treatment that I was on. And we had no idea that it even existed. So we this targeted therapy, these tablets, this type of treatment, we had no idea that it existed at all for cancer. Wow. So and I thought, well if I don't know, not saying that I would know everything, but if I don't know, then there'd be lots of people out there that wouldn't know either. They would have no idea that this could potentially be an option, uh, and there's lots of there's lots of cool research that's happening, you know, right here in South Australia that contributes to um, developing and testing and maximising the the positive effects that these types of treatments have, rather than the typical chemo and radiotherapy. So I found my way to, to Cancer Council, jumped onto their website, and they had they had an ambassador program, and so I signed up for that. Didn't really hear anything back. Got like a little pack in the mail and um, kind of was like, oh, cool, now I'm an ambassador. I don't know what that means. Don't know what I'm going to do with it. I always had a vision in my head that I wanted to do something in the corporate space because that's kind of where I worked. It's where I felt comfortable talking. And it wasn't until uh, it wasn't until the Tour Down Under came around and they do their Booper Challenge ride. And there was the charity... There was the charity side of it too. You could sign up for the ride for a reason. I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, raise money, get a you know, get a jersey, and uh, ride in the day, and kind of contribute that way. And so we went to a fundraiser, and um, friends of ours said, "Well, we've, we're doing this fundraiser for someone who's doing this uh, this cancer ride. Do you think you would be happy to talk about your story to everyone in the room?" And I was like, "Absolutely. I've never done this before, but bring it on. This would be kind of cool." So I wrote out my. Wow, I wrote out my That's journey. Brave, right there. Yeah, and but there was there was lots of concerns about whether or not this is a you know a piss up um, a piss up far, uh, charity night of um, um, quiz night. Yeah, so, yeah. So people are going to be loose, and then she was worried that I would bring the mood down by getting up and talking about <laughs> cancer, and I kind of went. That's a fair point. A, I can see that everyone be everyone be like having a good time, and then I get up and go, yeah, I got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, and. Yeah. You know, it's tough and, you know, this and that. And you kind of go, well, is it the right thing? I went, I thought, well, I can probably deliver that message pretty well and I've got a positive way of looking at it. Yeah, and you could tell your CT scan story well, and, there's a, and there's a, there's a, there's a, lung needles. There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's always a funny side to it. You have to, there's always got to be humour in it as well. And so I sort of wrote out my, my journey and the timeline of where, how things happen. And we got to this night and uh, went up and told my story and had uh, the room like in tears, I guess, you know, at the, at, because, of, because of the story. of you Okay, know, ba- of, good tears, good like tears, bad tears. Good tears. Not yeah. bad, I don't know, not bad Emp- tears. Empathetic tears? Yeah. Is not like because you were hilarious. No, no. You went not, to no, saying no, something hilarious. I was, I was I waiting for you to I say. I wasn't doing a stand-up. Well, I thought perhaps, yeah. because I could imagine you 
um, getting up and being like, you know, the C word. You know how these comedians who <laughs> like to shed light on the elephant in yes, the room yes. in their whatever situation, like the Muslim point. does I, them. I never yeah. thought about that. Well, you could it's a whole bit of material that I've never even gone into. Well, if anyone could do it, you could. Oh. Maybe I should. I'll have, to th- I'll have to think about this one. We'll come back to this. We'll circle back to this one. Because <laughs> okay. yeah. the C word. Yeah. Mm. I like it that. It could be something else, Ben. It could. Well, of course it could be something else. <laughs> but the quiz night. Yeah. Everyone was sad, of so course. So, I was sad. So I, but I, I vividly remember as I was telling the story and then I got to the point when I said, you know, I got diagnosed and people obviously sad. They were visibly kind of, you know, they felt sorry. Young guy got cancer, terminal, all this sort of stuff. Then you come up and say, well, well you know, we found out four days before that Helen was pregnant and you just see tears just comes rolling down people's <laughs> eyes and you, you think, oh, shit, I hope I haven't ruined the nights. So there's a few jokes that are thrown in there about yeah. about stuff that happens. Uh, and I just it was a dress-up. It was a dress-up quiz night as well. So people in tears with dress-up songs. Yeah, on. so there was a pirate at the first table so crying. You know, there, was a pi- <laughs> there, a pi- there was a pirate and so he was in tears. And I think it was like... Were you like, where the hell am I? Well, it was a kind of a bit like I just this parrot and his parrot are looking at me and the, the parrot wasn't crying because it was, you know, it was fake parrot. It was a pet. But, I'm, I'm you know, rethinking your uh, comedic... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone asked for their money back after. So I hate to be the person That's following me. terrible cancer routine. Yeah. That, that C word thing was shit. <laughs> no. I just feel crap about myself now. <laughs> But the pirate just the pirate was crying, crying pirate. and the, and so then I think it was either like he had a witch next to him, like a lady dressed as a witch. <laughs> she was crying, but it received quite well, so that was quite good. So it was all, but it was all good. Everyone, it, it all ended well, and everyone kind of got up. And but it was it was the first time that I'd spoken publicly and given you know told my story. And through the next through the course of the night, I had you know lots of people coming up. And it, what I what I noticed is it gave people people felt comfortable coming and talking to me and telling them about their own experiences, whether it was either not normally with themselves, but mm-hmm. with a family member or a friend or someone who'd been through cancer. And up until me being diagnosed, I'd had no contact with anyone. I was with going cancer. to ask you that. Had you prior to that? No, no. I was, which it, is amazing because so pretty strange. much everyone you know knows someone yep. or has someone in their family. It doesn't take much, and but I had we'd had no no con, no direct contact with any of our friends or family or anything like that with cancer whatsoever. Um, uh, so it was all foreign to me, completely mm. foreign. But I just sort of and then. I found that people were felt real comfortable coming and telling me their stories, and I, you know, wanted to hear it, wanted to talk to them, and could sympathise and understand, and you know, could, I guess be empathetic around what they may or not be going through. I know what I was going through mentally and emotionally, so that kind of worked out really well. But there happened to be someone in the in there that night from Cancer Council, and they came and spoke to me and said, "What you did was amazing. How about you get on board with the Beat Cancer Tour?" So that's the sort of the next step up for the ride for a reason. Uh, come and ride every stage of the tour before the pros ride the stage oh God, early wow. in the morning. Is that exciting as a cyclist? As a cyclist, like, at, at the time, that was awesome. Okay, Like, right. it was like, you Big know, it's, it's a sort of the pro tour experience. You get treated like a pro. Oh, do you? Yeah. And so, awesome. like, so people don't, so, like, the public doesn't hate you for a week as a cyclist. Oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a really good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Boy, do they, I admittedly, I'm guilty of hating Cyclist at that time, I'm like, here they all go. Yeah. They haven't got their their lycra out for a whole year, yeah. and this they just all decide let's slap it on and run around. And some of them have faces on them, like as if they think they are the shit. Like oh. I'm the pro of the century. It was, it's it's one of those sports though that you can go out and spend a lot of money. And it's all the gear and no idea. Yeah. And it's like, I'm guilty. Like podcasting, I'm gu- I'm- look at all the gear, no idea. Exactly. 
with, with your chair, Oprah. This is amazing. <laughs> this is like did you buy that chair specifically for doing this? No. Did you go and sit? No. Did you go to a shop and they go, "Hi, how can you help me?" You go, <laughs> "I'm doing a podcast, and I really need, I really need a podcast chair." And they're like, "Oh, come to our podcast section." <laughs> hey, I'm laughing. Actually, I take it back. Go and do the show. Go to the comedy <laughs> show. No, this I, you, that you're correct in saying I'm the kind of person that would specifically go out and yeah. buy a chair. I can see. I can, actually, I can actually see you taking like a mock microphone, a mock headphones, and sitting in one to try it out. To try I it like out and, just, and see. I'm like, oh, I can see my. I can feel the conversation flowing quite well from here. <laughs> no, no, this chair is not. It was in our house, and I've gone. We had too many chairs that were just sitting in a space that it shouldn't be. So I've just taken one out and what, put it in the here. lounge room. Yeah, because well, our house is kind of smallish and weird, and they wouldn't have much space for interesting right. chairs. Okay. So I've just gone. Perfect. Cool. Anyway. Good good chair chat. Anyway, so back to the crime part. No, we've gone past the crime part. <laughs> we've gone past it. We're now, we're now at the cycling oh, you're tour. The, do, and crazy people riding on the yeah. streets. And oh, all the, I like that. All the gear, no mm. idea. Yeah. So they sunk. So then we, so they're basically, so I signed up for, I signed up for this tour. I'd set myself for the ride for a reason. I think a goal of about five grand to raise, uh, raise money, which went to, uh, which went to Cancer Council and, and then filters out to their programs. But the Beat Cancer Tour uh, specifically raised money for Beat Cancer Project, which is raising money specifically for cancer research. Right. Uh, and that research and those those researchers are all funded uh, are funded through Cancer Council. They're dollar matched through the government and the universities and the, the types of research programs that they are currently funding were a lot around targeted therapies and precision oncology. So there's okay. a lot of synergies around obviously what, what I was going through. So we set the goal, and I went. Well, how, what do I need to? What do I? What money do I need to raise to get into it? And they're like, Well, we need. I think it was eight thousand dollars. So I set the target at ten. We quickly surpassed. Yeah. Ten thousand dollars, and we ended up at about I think just Easy, over twenty one. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. So which was great, and it was amazing. The support from obviously friends and everyone is it was incredible, and it's you know it's a really uplifting experience to go through. In the meantime, so this is getting to late in the year. Tour down under in January uh, in twenty sixteen. I'd got to about November and had a regular blood test and saw that the cancer markers had started to climb again, which is not good. And so the cancer had basically become immune to the tablets that I was taking. It had found a way around them. Gee, they're clever cancer cells, cancers, aren't they? Cancer's a fucker, really. Oh. And it finds a way around a lot of things. It's like Donald Trump. Really? <laughs> how's, it, how's, he, how's it like Donald Trump? Well, unless you do like Donald Trump. I'd say he finds oh. his way around things. I was going to say, I was thinking, what is, what's he found his way around? Just the White House oh, is and just getting <laughs> what, in there. Okay, what, terrible getting... analogy. I thought that would work, but it obviously didn't. Well, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I don't. I maybe need to do some don't more research on more Donald. Com- or maybe you need to do research on comedy because that on was comedy. definitely something was you should be laughing at. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was okay. my bad. Wow. I just didn't yeah. get no response. That's happened to me before with you, though. I've said something and you've gone... Right, wow. I might Tamara. have done that on purpose, though, with you, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just be, to get yeah. me going. Oh, just no, like, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was for real. As yeah. you were saying, I interrupted the flow. No, no, it's, it's, it's completely fine. I'm just, <laughs> I'll have to circle back around to Donald. <laughs> anyway, that was very harsh of me to say that about Donald Trump, even Donald Trump. So then all of a sudden, we're then faced with what's next? What do you do next? And at the time, there was no other treatment. So other than there was no, there wasn't there wasn't a second another target of therapy that we could go on to. No option. No option. So really, we we basically what they suggested was is that I went on to chemo straight away. Right. So I think that was late November, started December. I asked about 
just postponing it a little while so I could get through Christmas and enjoy Christmas with the family and, and stuff yeah. like that. So we're able to push it off for a couple of weeks and went in, then started chemo on New Year's Eve. Shit experience. Not what you want to do. Horrible experience. So that was really hard. Oh, and though, for all for all the for all the wrong for all the wrong all the right reasons yeah. of why that's difficult or wrong reasons, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But it was shit house. But I was still determined to do my charity ride. I was gonna go do this ride. You were gonna do that by hook or by yeah. crook. So we'd planned, so we did my first round of chemo, organised uh, an additional week's break. So chemo for me was three weeks. So first week was the really harsh stuff. The second week was uh, less hard stuff. Third week was a re- to get re- to recover from being poisoned, to then be healthy enough oh, so to go Ill. back to go mm. back in again and start another. So I'd had another another week break, which was the tour week. So okay, and that's when you. That's when I went and did the ride. How how did you go on that ride? Well, I went out and did a training ride, which was a flat ride along the coast, which you know I've done a billion times. And thought I was going to die and went, well, even if I just, if, if all I do this week is, is get on the bike, do a couple of Ks, get back in the support cars and just go and support everyone, talk to people and, you know, just be there to help raise awareness and all that kind of stuff and tell my story. Well, then that's my job done. Uh, as it turned out, I managed to ride like every K. Oh, that was insane. Yeah. Was so it was like, a big how week. How did you do that? That's amazing. Um, so it was, it was, that was a, that was like like once in a lifetime. Like you just don't experience that stuff. Do you think it was mind over matter? Cause you knew you wanted to, you wanted to achieve it or was that hard yakka doing that ride? Oh, it was properly hard, like really, really hard. And it was, you know, there was times where it was times where you sort of, you, you spend, you know, eight hours on the bike during the day because you ride probably a little bit slower than what you normally would as a group. So just the time in the saddle and obviously just going through chemo two weeks prior to that, kind of I'd felt good, but I'd had, you know, months of not really riding because I was feeling crap, health was not good. So, but it was, it was a bit of a stubbornness of I wasn't going to get off. Once I got determined and wanted to do it, then there was probably nothing that was going to well, that's me. unbelievable. I couldn't even do that on my best week of after going to the gym for a week and being like, woohoo. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Guts it, to do that. It was for good. Sure. And that, I think that was that was a pretty that was a pretty special kind of experience. But that sort of just let that sort of got the juices flowing about me wanting to do more. So about uh, wanting to raise money, wanting to talk to people, and that's those opportunities started to come up more and more often. I mean I I still find I still find I still struggle with with understanding what people get from my story. I don't I don't I, I don't see it as something that kind of comes across naturally. The saying, "Well, I talk and tell what I've gone through," and I'm not quite sure what what people really get out of it. Well, I think you're a great storyteller for a start, and there's right. a, and the fact that you're open as well, and particularly in your demographic, your age group as well. I think a lot of people associate when we know people get cancer at all ages. Mm. But I think it's um, it can be very relatable to young people who may find it a lot more difficult when they've got young families and having to go through yeah. it. Uh, it'd be definitely relatable, I think. And yeah. yeah, and I do think you, you're very open for a male as well. I don't think there'd be many guys that would chat about it as openly as you do yeah, probably from the get go. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. probably appreciated. There's, and there's probably a fair few times where people have wanted me to share less. <laughs> With some of the stories that have gone on, and you're, and you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> right. "Okay, enough now." I kind of go, "Oh, that was too much." Too and, much. And you kind of see, like, when I had to go, and obviously before I started any treatment because of uh, I wouldn't have been able to uh, have kids, like have kids while undergoing treatment mm. down the track. Obviously, had to go and give a donation and to put on ice for any future babies. Put those tadpoles on ice. And uh, so you know that that 
that type of experience and that comes up to people you just, you just talk about and they go well, what about kids and you go oh I've got some boys on ice it's all good it's all sorted if we need them we've got them there and they're like all right and I'm like do you want to hear what happened with that story and they're like not really I do do you <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I do there's quite a dilemma on this one and <laughs> oh, I think this, this has to be the best this, one yet this will this will this actually has people I've actually asked people this is quite a what they would do in the situation. So, my God, can you ask me? I know I'm not male, but ask me. What, anyway. what, at the would, end. You, what would you no, do? At the end. I'll at ask the you end. at the end. So, you go into, so I went into Flinders. You, you know what you're there to do. Yes. That's the awkward part to start off with. They tell you to not do it for day, like three or four days beforehand. Right. So, so you've got some stock built up. Sure. And then, so you go in and then. That's a lot of stock, three or four days. I know. Well, then, <laughs> That's what I said the other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. See, I overshared. <laughs> so, um, you're back to your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, then so a nurse comes, gets you, walks you through the hospital, takes you down into a into one of the sort of the, the research rooms, pretty low in the hospital at Flinders. The basement. Basically, it was in the basement. And she's like, hi, this is Kathy, for example. This, I was just calling Was she Kathy. a stripper? No, she, no, <laughs> no, she wasn't. That would have been nice. <laughs> Helpful. Yeah. Potentially. Again, another dilemma. What would you do? <laughs> And so Kathy's there, and she's like, "Hi, oh, how are you going?" And blah blah blah. I'm the I'm the scientist who's going to analyze your sperm. And you're like, "Cool, cool." She's like, "Right, here's your tub, here's a pen." Your tub. Hang on. When you say tub, I'm thinking a big. A tub's like a bar, like an ice. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> okay. Size. It's not a bucket. It's a specimen. It's a specimen. Yeah. Oh yeah, it could have been. Could have been. Yeah, it's a tub. A decent amount. It's a decent, I filled yeah. it up. I'm a man, uh, and I abstained for three days. No. And so you, so she goes, oh, here's a pen, write your name on it before you go in. Because clearly she doesn't want to touch it once it comes out and write your name on it. And you go, cool. So she that she goes, there's the room just there, just lock the door after you go in. And you kind of look around and you go, well, that's the door literally right there a metre away from where I'm standing. Her office is a oh, metre no. the other direction. And you go, and the things she would have heard. Well, and this is so. This is the question. So you walk in there. She's like, "There's some material on the." I ca- love how they call it material. I know. Oh, so I did because it's like, not called that when you Google it. No, it's not. No, but this <laughs> I'm just Google googling some, some material, material, guys. Yeah. Just uh, my, don't mind me. Google some material for my stand-up show. <laughs> the c word. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so you walk in this room, lock the door, and then you, you're faced with a couch. Would you sit on the couch? Oh, God, no. Would you not? No. Yeah. Well, you ha- was there any other option? No. Why would they put it? Hang on. Was this couch, did it have fabric or was it more like this sort of like was, a vinyl like, or like a leather? Like a vinyl leather. Well, they'd have to be. It'd have to be easy wipe. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You know what's happening. Why do they put a thing over it? Some sort of like one of those throwaway Plus, like blanket a, yeah, thing, yeah, disposable. So there's, no, there's, que- there's, there's dilemma number one, <laughs> a couch. <laughs> dilemma number two is you so look good. at there's, there's the material sitting on the on the bench or on the on the little on the little table in a in a box. Yeah. And so it's old magazine it's magazines. And again not old magazines. Do you touch the magazines? (laughs) Probably yeah. You got a phone, right? Whoa. But you're in the basement. You're in the basement. They've cornered you. These people know. There's no coverage. They know. So I've gone, I'm not I'm not touching I'm not touching the magazines. So I'm just gonna use my phone. Yeah. But then you go, no no coverage. Screw you, Telstra. Why can't you actually get some coverage down here in the basement? What does this hospital have you like? They're there to humiliate you as well as make you feel shit that you've got cancer. But then the number one, the number one dilemma that you have: how long do you stay in the room? Because you're wondering, probably, not only you're worried, obviously, about the woman. How could she hear me? I need to be quiet, which is going to affect performance. Yes. 
But how long have other people done it for? Am I, am I, do I take ages? Do I, am I too quick? Exactly. You don't want to be too quick. No. Because if you're too quick, oh, (laughs) you're embarrassing. It's like, yeah, exactly. Do you come back in 30 seconds, you get done? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was quick. That's right. But if you come back in half an hour and they have to knock on the door, I'm like, what are you doing in there? So, so all of a sudden, Jesus, you're left with. I'm focused. I've, I've got all these dilemmas in front of me. Mm. So that's that. That's the question of how long do you take? Okay, what's, what's the right amount of time? So can I ask what you did? As in, in regards to the dilemmas, yeah, the, the, not the dilemmas. The- <laughs> so awkwardly, so I had to carefully get out a bit of the material. Because I couldn't use my phone. Ryan's getting pinches his yeah. fingers like he's just picking oh, no, up some dirty underwear off oh, the street. Horrible. Oh. Kind of lay it out and then stand, and then it's just a, it's it's just a it's a it's an embarrassing and stand and stand. Well, you're not sitting yeah, on the couch, true. are you? You could be on your knees. What on the floor? Was it carpeted? No, it's it's a hospital. It's vinyl everywhere. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, clinical. So they can about. wipe that bad boy down afterwards. Oh, so they can come in there and sterilize. That would have taken a while to get in the zone. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy, and especially because I got a text message before I got there from Helen saying, "Have fun." <laughs> I thought, it was, imagine if it would have been worse from your mum. Well, hi, yeah, honey. Yeah. Hope you're having a good day. Yeah, I know. Drop yeah. around for some, you know, meatloaf ladder. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, so you did uh, so I had succeed. To, so, so I succeeded. Well done. Thank you. It was I was pretty happy with myself. Yeah. Walked out of there going, in my head going, I've just rubbed mine out at Flinders Hospital, uh, in a lab down the bottom next to next to, you know, with a wank with a, supervisor. Pretty much. Yeah. So what did she say when you came out? Did she comment? That was quick. No, she didn't really say anything about the timing. And were, you I kind of, try, were you reading her face? Like, well, I was trying to get I something was, out. I just kind of kept my head down. I didn't want to make eye contact with anyone yeah. as I handed over my little specimen jar yeah. and then left. So basically, so then you, know, so you take off home, they go and freeze it quickly, put it into little straws, freeze it. Then they thaw one out to make sure that it all works pretty well. And so she rang and she's like, it's all good. It's all frozen really well. It's all thawed. We've, we've thawed one out. It's all thawed out really good. The average male gets, I think, like eight straws. And she's like, and we've got so we've got about 15 from you. Oh, so I was like, winner. Oh, yep, that's, that's how you roll. That's my baby. Yeah. Thanks very much. Were you, re- were you really impressed? I was pretty happy with that. I bragged about that. That's part of the story. That's, a whole, that's what I want to get to. Everything else is just kind of funny and embarrassing from my point to I'm, get to that part and to go, I'm a real man. You know, women don't go around straws. going, got 20 eggs yeah even though we, don't you this is how many i've got left well, well i think yeah. we have a certain amount you do. don't we yeah what you're born I couldn't with tell what you're you. born with what you got yes, yes. Not, but yeah but you don't hear women saying that you don't do that no so you mm-hmm. don't you don't do like egg measuring well what do you know only not, not easter <laughs> oh that, that was the worst joke i've ever made oh, wow. but that, you should put that, that in the, your routine because oh, that's terrible it's getting, it's getting really late <laughs> it uh. is but anyway, okay, so brilliant. I love yeah, that story. So That's hen- really good. Hence, had to do hence that. why I've had a few times where I've told that story and the look on people's faces no, is kind I'm, of like, maybe you're oversharing. No, well, some people don't love that stuff. <laughs> I can't talk. The boys love the story yeah. because it just oh. takes the piss out of me. Okay. So everyone, most people like the story, but sometimes you can see the bit like, I've told it in a few work settings. Oh, oh like, inappropriate. <laughs> probably just not tell that one at yeah, work. Yeah, maybe, Ryan. Yeah, Hot yeah, tip. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so I'll just go and take myself to HR now? Okay, cool. Yeah, oh, excellent. <laughs> here I go again. Ryan, here yeah. you are again. Hi. They're like, you told the story again, didn't you? Yeah, but I tried to... They're like, no. I'm trying no, to sparkle it up no, a little bit. It's not the right story for interns. They're like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. So yeah. that leads to... Well, it doesn't lead to anything, actually, but I wanted no. to hear about the development of your new foundation. Yeah. I, this was news to me. What's... 
What's the go with that? So where we so we went from charity ride to the next year, did another charity ride again, yeah. um, uh, through Cancer Council, and then based off the back of that, I kind of made the decision that we wanted to do more with fundraising to have try and have a bigger impact and have a longer lasting effect for cancer research. But what I learned through this, sort of, I guess, everything, all the stuff, the work that I was doing was that the the donations they get from smaller charities like what we've done helps fill the gaps of when they don't get funding from, from bigger grants. This is interesting when you're talking about fundraising and charity for, for cancer awareness or research because I wondered, did you have a different perception of cancer research and giving to cancer councils or what have mm. you before you had cancer to what you do now only because – I often find people are like, oh, no, I don't give money to the Cancer Council or Cancer Research. They get so much money anyway. It's, you know, they've got great ad campaigns. I think a lot of people get a bit like, oh, they've got enough yeah. going for them. Yeah. Is it different now that you're on the other side of that? Yeah, definitely. I've got a better understanding of, I guess, a better understanding of the organisations and, and the value that they have. Yeah. Uh, and there's no doubt that there's no doubt that the big the big charities have a lot of negative stigma that comes with them as well sure. around the fact that there are people getting paid. You know, that's that's something a lot of people have a lot of issues with that. Uh, that not they don't know how much of their dollar makes it all the way to the end program. Sure. But what they do what they do provide is an amazing service. All the charities that are out there that do that type of work. All the cancer charities that I've we've now sort of seen and been involved in have a extremely important part to play. And mm. we've seen that firsthand through so many other people I now know who have been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, from two year olds with leukemia and all the support they get through all of the canteen you know canteen foundations and everything. All the work all the stuff that they get is amazing. Uh, you know, it's up to them who they choose and how they choose it. I think people are just becoming a lot more uh, savvy about where they put their money and sure. where it's going to. So I definitely have a different opinion of them, uh, of all those organisations, but it's still very positive now that I've seen. I've seen both the inner workings and, and from the outside point of view. And how it benefits people and their and families. Ha- and what it gets to. And where, that, that's, then that's a big thing people probably don't see enough of is the benefit to people's families. Sure. And to, and to, and to people like myself going through, you know, going on their own cancer journey and mm. what, it, what it might mean. And I think that's why they, they miss an opportunity to demonstrate and to, you know, to, to people out there yes. who, it's been, who it's benefiting. And how it's and helping. And how it's helping. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um So that, that's been definitely an eye-opener. So, so, yeah, so we went through, decided that we kind of wanted to do something a bit longer lasting, yeah. almost a bit of a legacy because just, you just don't know what is around the, future, around the corner for me. So I thought, wouldn't it be nice to set up a charity to raise money to try and work with the, the networks that I have, uh, business networks that I have, um, to, to support cancer research to have you know i guess to, to to try and have a bigger impact than what we sort of had by doing a small bits and pieces each year so the breathe easy foundation was was born and it started it started its life under cancer council with their help and brilliant which is fantastic and they've been they've been a huge support for us uh and we've done a lot of work with them i'm really proud with every everything we've done with them over the years part so at, well, at the time i was working down at flinders hospital on a couple of construction projects and the builder and all the subbies got behind the charity and we raised just on, on one construction site uh, after two lunches. So we had two lunches at the pub and we raised $110,000. Wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So, and that all, all that money goes for the Big Cancer Project, all got dollar matched. And in total, through that one project, we've ended up, we've raised over $137,000. Well done. Which is fantastic. And it's just, it just shows how, how willing people are to give to, I guess, to a cause that they feel touched by. And unfortunately, it doesn't take much for people to be 
be connected to cancer these days. Yeah. So we eventually, the idea was that we always wanted to kind of take the Breathe Easy Foundation out on its own, uh, in its own right. And that's what this last 12 months has been about setting it up ourselves, getting our own uh, charity status, uh, getting our committee together, getting our own messaging and everything sorted. And so we are now officially an incorporated, fully fledged foundation going through all the process of getting all of our mm. uh, all of our sort of marketing stuff you know 100% non-for-profit so all the things that I've kind of learned about what people are really really keen to see we've tried to incorporate that into the Breathe Easy Foundation and the Breathe Easy is really a bit of a play on words it's kind of got a bit in there from from lungs it doesn't we don't focus on on lung cancer at all uh, but it's more around having people being able to breathe easy that they know that there's options out there for treatment other, yeah. th- other than the standard stuff of what we thought being chemo and radio, that yeah. there's other there's there's lots of real cool targeted precision oncologies, awesome research happening locally, um, that will give them more opportunities to have I guess a better quality of life, a, I guess a longer time as well, which, which is what I've benefited from. Yeah. So that's what we've tried to aim at. So, congratulations um, getting that one. How are you managing that with everything else? I just think, oh my God, like managing yourself and family and then work and then this, oh, just on the side. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, um, (laughs) it's not, it's not easy. Time becomes, time becomes very, very, you know, very scarce. Yeah. But I'm very lucky that with the the committee that we've got and the people and the friends that we have that are prepared to help out. They just they just get things done. Yeah, oh, I you like know. people who get things done. They're so, so good. good. They are so good because I I'm, I see myself as very in that in that space of setting the charity up. I'm kind of feel like the dumb one. I got lots of smart people around me and <laughs> too many muscles. And I kind of just go, well, I'm the one with cancer, so that's what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> What do you guys got? That's what got? I got. Yeah. And they're like, we can't match that. And they're like, oh, cool. You've got business contacts. You're in finance. You're in law. This is amazing. You're all smart ones. What did I bring here? I just oh, brought, I brought cancer in the story. You bought more than that, Ryan. Look, well, you're the brainchild behind well, I, it. I brought Helen with me, so she's got marketing experience. Oh, and that's true. So she's that's really good, good at that. So that's so – that's, That I is brilliant. Yeah, that's kind of what I brought. <laughs> Well, that's so, brilliant. Congratulations on getting it up much. and running. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants to check it out, do you have a website? or a- The website is under construction. Yeah. But, but it's we, on Facebook. And, uh, it is on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So if you look up Breathe Easy Fund on Facebook, you will find uh, my lovely face plastered and everything. Go and look all, at him. And all the, pre, all the, Pre-Christmas dinner. It was, yeah. There's probably, <laughs> well, there's a couple there. There's, there's like a couple of pre and post-Christmas dinner photos floating around. But, you know, overall, it's all right. Overall, it's all right. Yeah. And a couple of little ad campaigns that we've sort of been involved in and, you know, a lot, bit of the speaking stuff that I've done. So Okay. Yeah. If you do need a voiceover, I can do very – despite what you think, I can do quite serious, you know, very emotional kind of reads oh, if you need. What would you What would you do? Well, I don't know. Like, oh. breathe easy because you can <laughs> with the breezy. <laughs> See? <laughs> You're, why are you laughing? There's a lot of emotion. Breathe easy. Because you can. It was the pause that really got me there. And I was like, I was kind of, I was That's hanging right. on every word. That's right. Yeah. Gripping, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Gripping. Yeah. Is that, what, is that, what that was my audition for you. Oh, was it? Yes. Uh-huh. I love it. What can I get out of the Cancer <laughs> Foundation? Oh, my God. Tamara, seriously. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm going to ask you as well, because I wanted yeah. to go back when you were saying people, you're sharing too much information and people go, oh, too much information. What's going on? Do you often, have you, you encountered quite often people feeling awkward about talking about oh, cancer like yeah. that I mean, stupid question <laughs> yeah. right but massively yeah and that's been that's been a challenge so i've because you i think you take something for granted is when you catch up with someone and you go hey hey going and people go yeah yeah good 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 but when that question comes to me it's a very different question 
because sure. you, you have to make a decision and read the person as to how they're asking you how you're going, yes. in what way. So most people are very much how you're going in a way that they just don't want to know what what's going on with your cancer. They, well, they ask, don't want to they know. Don't, a lot of people don't know how to. A lot of people don't know how to broach it. They want True. to know. They want to ask you how you are. They want to know how you're going. What's been happening? But a lot of people are too. Uh, and I can understand this. Scared, too yes. scared to ask, you know, too shy to ask or whatever. So I've, I kind of, I know, I've, I know how to read people now, and so I would bring it up voluntarily. Maybe sometimes I read people wrong, and they go, "I didn't really, I don't want to know." I don't <laughs> think anyone would yeah. say, "I looked, I didn't want to know about your cancer." Yeah. Okay, tell just, me about just, how you. I just wanted to know how you're yeah. going today. Yeah, what's going on? I don't even, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. No, so it's that's um, people do struggle. Don't they do they? struggle because they massively. still find it taboo if they can't relate or they just. Yeah. And people are scared of like anything. I think it's yep. anything that's is very serious. Or and a lot of people find they lose friends. Um, a lot of older people I know who've had cancer have lost a lot of friends along the way because people didn't know how to yeah. help or support them, and instead yep. just sort of disappeared because it was easier to yeah. just sort of. You have to, you know, you got to wish, you got to respect the way what people, how people, comfortable people feel talking about it. Educate them, uh, and then, isn't it? you know, and talk about it, and be make them feel comfortable about it. So you, you know, it might just be one of those things you catch up and you sort of address the elephant in the room really quickly, then you move on and it doesn't come up yep. again. Mm-hmm. Where other people want to know every little detail and want to ask you, and, we, and I and I don't mind that. There's never been really a time when I've gone, "Geez, I wouldn't mind just not talking about this now," because, like I think I said earlier, we've just accepted it. This is life for us. Mm-hmm. There's 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 no other way. And everyone deals with it differently too. Yeah. I think something I've learned about any sort of trauma that I've experienced is people are they have, have good intentions. So they, some people say the wrong things or they don't say anything at all. Everyone deals with it differently. But also people deal with illness or grief differently as well in yeah. that if someone something horrible has happened to someone and I say, you know, how are you going? Do you want to talk about it? And they, they might tell me to get lost. Yeah. And that's, but that's okay because it's not about me. It's no. about them. Correct. And if that's how they want to deal with it, that's fine. <clears throat> that's you right. Know, it's not a personal thing. It's how they're going through yeah. it. And then, but if I do talk to them and they want to talk about it, then that's mm. great. So yeah. I think you've got to get past that whole, it's not about you, it's yeah. them. That's right. Yeah. It is. And you see people, re- some people really want to talk about it and they want to know. Yeah. So I would typically in those sort of things, I'll volunteer and talk to them and say, you know, this is what's been going on. And you can see them kind of go, oh, okay, good. I found out. I feel good now that we've been able to have that conversation. Yes. I didn't know how to start the conversation because people don't know how what no. I'm going through, which is, and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a really nice thing. It's a respectful thing because they kind of, I guess they go, well, does he want to talk about it? That's right. I don't want to upset him. Do, and- yeah, exactly. So, and not everyone knows, you know, you, you don't might not see people for, for a long time. So we would catch up and go, oh, hi, how are you? Are you, is thing, are you, things, are, are things okay? Okay. Are you still using the basement at the yeah. hospital? <laughs> Have you been down there lately? Tell me more. Not voluntarily. <laughs> Just need that material for a minute, if I could, thanks. That's right. And they don't maybe want to remind you constantly. Like, no. I think the way I see it, I mean, I, I'm happy to ask people about things or whatever and be told to, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine with that. But some people don't want to label that person as you are cancer like that's all you're about you know and so let's not talk about it because it's not all you are yeah exactly sort of thing you find that you some people define you as someone who has cancer and that's what it is or Um, not really not really i haven't to be honest i haven't felt that i don't that's good which is good yeah I i think from from day one i remember my when my work when i told my work about it they said well what do you want us to do and i said well just don't treat me any different because I'm not any different. 
yeah. I'm still the same person. So treat yeah. me exactly the same. And I'm the first one at work to make a joke about cancer. And everyone kind of... Because you're a comedian. Because I'm a comedian. <laughs> I can talk about this C word. And the boys all kind of look at me and go, oh, you, you can't say that. Like, you, you, what, are you, what are you doing? About like, yourself. You can't, you, can't use the, you can't use the cancer card, Ryan. I'm like, well, I can because it's my card. Yeah. It's a cool You card. can. Yes, can. you can. Have you ever used it inappropriately? Once. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the story? I can. Well, it's actually was inappropriate. I think it was slightly inappropriately. So we went, so we got a gift voucher for, we got a gift, got given a gift voucher for a very, very nice winery here in Adelaide to go and have lunch. It's a $500 gift voucher. Okay. Why am I getting ready to laugh? I feel like your face is telling yeah. me something. And so we got there. We took, we were there, um, Helen's uh, brother and her husband were over from New Zealand and we said, we'll take you up to this really lovely winery, sit down, we'll do like the full lunch and all this kind of stuff. Did some tastings, had the voucher, sat down for lunch, handed over the voucher and they've come back and gone, um, Mr. Hodges, I'm really sorry, but... The voucher's expired. And I was like... Oh, no. Oh. You just spent all this... And I was like, shit. We bought the lobster. I was like, God damn it. We hadn't even started. I was thinking, this is so bad. We've oh. kind of... We've, I've had this $500 voucher sitting here. Oh, come on. They have to run a that. They've got to do it. Surely. Surely. So then I went, oh, okay. nah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I have to do it. Oh, God. And, and I, I had never done this before. I've never really pulled the, the cancer card on anything. That was really meaningful that I needed. And so I went up and went, oh, I just need to have a bit of a chat about this. And she's like, yep, 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 yep. And I went, so um, the reason why we couldn't use it in the time that we had was because I've got cancer. And and I had been. It was true. Like, well, what, I, what I told yes, her was actually was true. true. I didn't I didn't tell her furfies, really. No. Uh, and I kind of just, you get that look, you see that look in their eyes of like, oh, shit. All right. Um You've got me on this one, don't you? She said, no worries. Um, leave it with me. Uh, Gee, well, I would, sorry, just interrupt you there. I don't think that it would even be a question. What do you mean? Well, what, do I, what should I do in this situation? Are you serious? Well, she, so she, it was a bit of a look of like, oh, no. Oh, I've got to go. I've got to call management. And I'm thinking, she didn't going, know what to do. The thing is, is I look like I look now. So I'm not sick. I don't look sick. Oh, she thought maybe you were lying. Well, that's the thing. And that's the problem. I was there going. Oh, you she, would have been a she, horrible person Does she think that I'm lying? That. This is really bad. How do I prove that I've got lung cancer? When I look like this. Do you have a card? Well, you don't have well, a card in your wallet that says you've got cancer? Well, no. I, I, I the, sec- the, the, the cancer card. The cancer card. <laughs> I can show you my secret cancer card. Yeah. The doctor signed it. See? <laughs> what, what on earth? You know, your com- comedic show is really shaping up. Is it? Out of this. You well, should listen right. to this and you just take extracts and yeah. then just, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, sorry. So it's like having a, bringing a note from the doctor. He's got cancer. Promise. Signed. Doctor. <laughs> And my mum also signed yeah, it. And yeah, mum signed it as well. She witnessed it. Please let them have $500 worth of food and oh. booze. So what did they do? They came back, she the came, boss? She came back and said, I've, um, I've rung head office and we're, well, that's fine. We've taken care of it. So please you know, come with us. So that was great. And oh, they, they handled it nice. really, really, really well. Oh, good. So that was good. But I felt really... Guilty. I felt guilty afterwards because I felt like she would go, he's full of shit. He really doesn't have cancer. That's just just lying. And and I thought that's not a nice place to be. So I emailed them and said, "Listen, just wanted to give you some feedback. Met this manager, blah blah blah. Got told the story. 
uh, I don't want you to think that I'm lying. So here's here's the here's the link to my website. <laughs> oh, to the oh web- the, I to- thought you were going to say of oh, my results, oh, my <laughs> test results. Here's my, my, the attachment here's, of my PDF of my test here's results. Here's my scan. Here's my latest scan. <laughs> you can see in the bottom right hand corner the tumor. Oh my god! And the top right hand corner, it's got like my name. No, so I, I sent I sent the link to the the cancer council website, which had our video and bits and pieces oh, and stuff. Oh, that's nice. On it. And just, just to a say, smart thing to do. just to show that I wasn't full of shit. Did they write back? I did. Oh, I think I got just a thanks very much. I'm glad you had a good time, kind of thing. You should have written back and said, "And we would love a complimentary." Well, that's I was really hoping. Where's that, the bottle of wine? I was cast? really hoping. Yeah, well, I was really, I was really hoping they'd be like, "And we've sent a dozen wines to your house." <laughs> you just want more, that little bit more, yeah. don't you? And then I kind of got. I was I got, when nothing else came back. I was like, tight asses. <laughs> And then you, Surely. Then the next email followed up. By the way, here are my test results. Here's, and here's a, here's a picture of my unborn child when I was diagnosed oh, with, oh my God. With, with cancer. But like, where do you go with this? this oh, you could go far. Oh, you can. You go you far, really don't you? Yeah. Well, that's a good one. It was all right. That is good. But I haven't really used it other than any other than other than like simple things about doing you know, like if you're at the gym and someone beats you running and you go, well, so you should, I've got cancer. Yeah. So those, this little ones, you know. Do you say that? Every now and then. Someone you know, right? Yeah, yeah, someone I know, like good Jesus. mates. You know, like, <laughs> Not like some random no. dude next to you. <laughs> I think I'd die if someone said that to me. Oh, so, my God. Some guy's going, oh, I beat you. And it's like, well, I've got cancer. You know, if they were a real pig, that would be brilliant. I they reckon you're good. allowed to use yeah. it then. That would yeah. be good. I don't think there's been no other times that I can think of that I've kind of pulled it out. No. And used it, and I'm glad. I, I don't. I don't really like to do it. No, well, I, I completely understandable. Yeah. But speaking of guilt, you had mentioned, which I never really thought of, that when you do get positive test results, mm. good test results, you feel bad for those people who are suffering and have yeah. not are not making headway with their treatments. Yeah. Yeah, massively. And that's amazing that you have the capacity to – well, you do have the capacity to have those feelings, but I just feel – I just – that's amazing. Mm. Well, it's – yeah, it's, um, it's hard because why, why do I deserve good results any more than anyone else? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I guess it's something you'd be battling with yourself, but – Yeah, and so when I – I guess when I see when – I, when I go through and think four, four years on and I've had – you know, we've had – a lot of tough times and then I see you know friends of ours who have got a, a three-year-old mm. say just a bit older than Ollie going through treatment and will be on treatment for five years for leukemia and having an exceptionally hard time I think well why why do I deserve good results and you feel guilty in the fact of giving them good news about my results and sure. other people's and that's that's really hard and I'd, it's a hard thing because, you know, like I go through, you know, the logical part of you goes, you didn't ask for cancer. You didn't ask for this. It's not it's not something that you've gone and sought out. No. It is just what the cards you deal and no one wants you to feel bad about feeling, have, getting good results. No. Like, there's, no one that, there's no one out there that would ever go, oh, you're a bastard for getting good results when we're having a tough time. That's it and you need to remind yourself of that. And you have to yeah. go through that process but it doesn't change the fact of how you feel and have feeling, having those feelings of guilt when seeing others suffering uh, going yeah. through their own journey. And, and I think what I, and what's probably contributed to this is that because I've been so open talking about this and being so proactive in talking about it with people with, um, and people obviously feel comfortable talking to me. I have we probably get a phone call like every every month, every six weeks from someone saying, "My old man's been diagnosed with cancer. Is there any chance? You know, can you can you help us out with things that you may or may not have done, or mm. would you mind talking to him?" 
so I've just I've just seen so many people go through so many hard battles, and yet I, you know, I, I I'm I'm going well, and things are going well now. Things were looking really bad for mm-hmm. a lot of times, but mm-hmm. things are going well. So there is that definite feeling of guilt as to why why me. Sure, but you're giving back so much to people as well, which you have to remember, which I think yeah it balances out that guilt. It does. So you have to, you do have to remind yourself. But it, and as when you were talking when you we sort of mentioned about guilt, I've been giving a bit of thought to this. But it's it's not just the it's not just the guilt of um, why why would I deserve why mm-hmm. do I get good results when others get bad results? It's the guilt of having imposing this on family and friends mm-hmm. you know so it's changed it hasn't just changed our lives and mine and Helen's life it's changed everyone's lives yeah and so you know I've I kind of th- I feel guilty that sometimes the focus goes away from what people may be doing in their everyday life and then all of a sudden they're talking to me about how I'm feeling and they're putting time and energy into into making sure I'm okay or you know helping me if I'm going through a bit of a bad patch and uh, and the stress that you put on people and the worry that people feel for you because they're worrying about you or, you know, those types of things. And that feels it – feel, you feel guilty because you feel selfish of taking up people's own time. And energy. You and feel energy. like you're stealing their energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess that's life, isn't it? That's how it's, it is. It's, it's how you can't help how people feel around you and all no. you can do is – Think oh well, that's it's love and support and but I, I imagine yeah. you and you don't still can't get away from those feelings. No, you. and you don't. I try not. You don't dwell on those things long. You know, like they're types of things for me, especially they come in and they come, they pretty much when they sort of come on, they come on pretty hard. And I get them, and I will have maybe a bad day, a couple of mm. days when I feel really bad about things, uh, and then um, I can. I'm able to sort of you know lose the things that I've learned over time, you know, a bit of a bit of challenging your thoughts and and all those types of things that I've yeah. learned through you know mindfulness and all that to make to get back up and kind of you know get yourself back on the on the on the right path again to to know that that's not the reality, that's not no. what people want, no. that's not what people think. That's right. Um, but it is. That's it's a hard it's a hard thing to process. I can imagine as well. Yeah, you you just don't want to be sick anymore. Just let me yeah. do my thing. That I need to I need to be that strong person for that's my right. family and yeah. especially for your son as yeah. well. That would be I can imagine quite hard. And, yeah. and if um, Helen's having a bad day, there'd be that whole. Well, does she want to upset you if you're feeling yeah. ill? Like. The guilt going on everywhere, That's left, right. right, and centre. But it, and even just to some, is that you say that about like having a bad day? People sometimes feel bad about saying that they're having a bad day because it can be nothing compared to yours. Because exactly that, but it doesn't. It's not. That's not right. No. Because it's all. It's all relative. That's it. You know, just because if you're having a bad day because of something in your life, that's real in your life. That's right. It does. It's not. It's not any less important because I've got cancer. At all, and That's that you can't even piss for people. Be like, they'll. I've had mates go, "Oh man, I was having a shit day because of this, this, and this," and then they look at me and go, "Well, I got really nothing to complain about." I'm like, well, you do. You do have something to complain about. That's exactly what you've got. You're allowed yeah. to complain about it. Yeah. It's completely fine. Yeah. But then again, sometimes it can be working. You know, people complain about stuff, and you go, "Really? Yeah." You're complaining about that. It's all about perspective, isn't I'll it? I'll give as you something well. to complain about. Yeah. But, but that's that's the thing. That's the other part of that guilt. Is that sometimes I think people I can see that people hold back from saying something they might they might be going oh this is crap or I'm struggling with this mm-hmm. because of what 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 I'm going through or what we're going through and I think if if you can help give people perspective on their lives yeah. as well that's something to give as well that's great yeah to, for, so people can reflect on themselves and go okay this is shit mm. but you know what look at Ryan look what he's achieving what he's doing in yeah. his life. Okay, it isn't that bad. That's like, right. 
you know, come on, just yeah. put your phone down for five seconds and hang out with your kids. I don't know, just yeah. all this. And sometimes, stuff. like that, healthy perspective is good. Yeah, you know, it's not I it's not perspective so. thrown back in someone's face to no. go get over it. A little reminder. But it's, it's a little, it's a little bit of like it's okay. What you're going through is real, yep. but every now and then you kind of go, well, it could be worse. Yeah. You it's know. whatever it gets you through, yeah. whatever that. Yeah. And, but I've got that. I, I look at it and think, but I, you know, I'm extremely grateful for what I've been through and what the, how I am with with the with the treatment that I've had and the the quality of life and the yeah. fact that I've had very little side effects from from the treatment that I've been on, except for chemo. So I'm extremely grateful, and I try I try very hard not to complain about anything that I've been through because I'm well aware that a lot of people have an ex, uh, having a journey that is a thousand times harder than what I've ever experienced yeah that's that bit of perspective for Mm. me that i have to keep reminding myself about to kind of go well if you're feeling a bit down you go well there's a lot of people out there a lot worse off than you yeah that's exactly right and that's what that's what you got to focus on to get yourself back up and you know making jokes about the c word yeah smart man right working i know every now and then (laughs) you see you were just saying you're like well what can i add adding heaps to this podcast exactly Uh, Well, I wanted to ask you about, well, this is the fun part of the whole thing, actually. It's a little G-spot um, quiz part. Do you want to do that with the me? The G-spot? Yeah. Where's that? Well. <laughs> it's the G-spot. No, you we- can't. No, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah, that was good. An hour and 30 minutes. No, 27. Hour oh, 27. You're a chatter. Whoa. Oh, whoa. We could keep going for ages. You could. I reckon you could. Could, I could you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I have no chance. No problem. Half the time, like, people go, okay, we want you to tell your story. And I'm like, how long have you got? And they go, well, five, uh, minutes. five minutes. I'm like, all right, so pretty much you're asking for, okay, I was sick, got cancer, went on drugs, went through chemo, went on other drugs, things are going okay at the moment, um, try, try and stay positive, have green stuff. Yep, cool. And they're like, <laughs> good. Yep, that'll do. Abridged Yeah, version. abridged. Because every, what's the thing? Every three months, the story changes. What? Yeah, Something else happens. Yeah. So I've actually now got to the point that I may actually have to put in a bit of a timeline, a bit of an image and a timeline with... You know, a picture with some comments coming off it because it's like, right, so what year was that? That was 2016. Sure. Just hand it to Just people. to help me document it. So when they go, so how was it? You go, here, if you just like to read the pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, you can send it to the winery. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. couple of months. Um, just yeah. in case you didn't believe me and I still haven't, I mean, I don't know if there was any postage sent from your, you know. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you got my, my address right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because I didn't get a slip to say that it was delivered when we weren't home. And it usually would be fairly heavy, I imagine. So, some, you know, they wouldn't yeah. deliver. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm home wine. between five and six, <laughs> Monday to through Wednesday, if you'd like to deliver it then. <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you they do it? And then you just get so pissed off, you walk in there and be like, look, look I'm sick. <laughs> or something. Give me the fucking wine. Jesus, you people. Give it to me, Stupid people. Oh. I'm just going to go out to the vine- vineyards and eat the grapes. <laughs> You're standing there eating the grapes. Just thought I'd go straight to the matchmaking. You know, in a gown. Oh, in a gown in with a gown. your bum hanging out the oh, back. Just go. to prove it. That'd be so nice. you don't really have to wear a gown. I don't need to wear a gown. Oh, no, I do. So when I get a CT scan. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. The first ones I did with the CT scans, but these days it's just, oh, they do sometimes. But they, because some, with clothes. the CT scans, they give you that um, dye. That dye yeah. that makes you feel like you wet yourself. Yes. That's horrible. Yeah, that's not good. They told me that. They're like, you'll get this warm sensation like you wet yourself. And I was like, whatever. Oh. You won't. That won't happen with me. And instantly, <laughs> I'm just going. So macho. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a man. Your, your like little die won't work with me. <laughs> and? It did. <laughs> like, like, properly. 
instantly I was like, oh, shit. I've just pissed my pants all over this CT bloody thing. Oh. I didn't. No, but it feels the, the same. This is the feeling. The sensation. I had that when I had a catheter after a cesarean or my oh, cesareans. Yeah. And I'd people would be talking to you in the bed, and you'd be like, "Oh!" And you do feel because you're peeing in the tube, but it feels like oh. you're wetting the whole bed, and you'd constantly check, like, "Is there pee?" And then people were talking across from you in a hospital bed. It's really yeah. weird, especially if you're on drugs and you're yep. peeing in front of them. You're like, "Come on, people, what's going on?" Yeah, that's a fair call. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Especially if you poop, and then it's even worse. No kidding, I never did that. That would be weird. And right back to the bar again. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> to the G spot. We've digressed. Oh yeah, sorry. This G is spot. the. This is like yes. the. Are you guilty or not guilty of these things? Right. right. Okay. Oh, I actually can't. I've just thought of something even yeah. better. Okay. Yeah, then yeah. the question I have: Or oh, have you ever been pissed off with another cyclist as a driver? Every day. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Because being a hardcore cyclist, you're not like, oh yes, go cyclist. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm like, right. go cyclist, get off the fucking road, and get out of my way. Right. Because it's, it's, you know, yeah, absolutely guilty. Okay. Yes. Right. And have you, okay, I just thought of this, speaking oh, yeah. of bums and weeing, yeah. but have you ever had to on a long ride, um, if it's like a comp- competition or you're trying to get a good time or something, just yeah. peed in your pants? Is that no, like a thing? I've never done that. Do cyclists do that? I know runners well, do that or something. Runners, yeah, but runners are a bit weird. I think, okay. I think different, anyway. D- different kettle Yeah, well, fish. no, see, cyclists will, like professionals will, will be able to sort of pull it out the side while they're still riding. Hey. And have, Hang on, and what, have, that's and, what I'm talking about. And have, a, and have a cycling wee, but I've never had to do that. Oh, yeah, like on the Tour de France. On the tour, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, say that again. Tour de France. Oh. Do they get the little <laughs> willy and put it down the side? But those are so tight to get a willy down there would just be a bit of a feat, wouldn't it? To you try and get it. It's, it's challenging, especially while leg, you're riding, and especially if it's not. Unless, you, oh, maybe they just shave a patch down the side, so it's a bit slipperier. To get the what, willy out, shave a patch. What? Oh, the, down the, the thigh, the, the leg hair. Because I'm imagining if you, you know how don't you sometimes only shave to the knee? Like some people only shave to where, to the, where the where the line lycra is. is. Yeah, yeah. Some people do that. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, yeah, but I kind of go all the way up because it looks weird. Yeah, it does. Because when weird. you so if you if you don't have any pants on, it looks like you've kind of got hairy shorts. Yeah, you got hairy, <laughs> hairy pasty white shorts, <laughs> and it's a shit look. <laughs> It does. Terrible. It does nothing. Like if you're wearing your speedos, it looks ridiculous. It's not like you know, like yeah, it's not. Not many guys naked would look good anyway. I especially don't. But then putting on like lycra looks even worse. <laughs> but wearing hairy, pasty white shorts, oh, that's, a, that's a horrible. That look. is foul town. Yeah. Why? I don't know why I don't know the answer to this. But why do you? Why do cyclists shave their legs? Um, so it's the thing. It's it's a couple of things. If you tell me it's something to be more aerodynamic, yeah. Oh, that can't be I true. I think there is. I think it's it's, a, it's it's a genuine thing about being more slick through the air. Oh, gee, really, really shaving off, so to speak, yeah. shaving off a couple of seconds. Yeah, like my, even even like microseconds. Oh, come on, but it's but it's but it, I think it's just more part of the uniform. But if my legs are hairy, I don't get through my day quicker. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot less awkward for everyone else. <laughs> Well, yeah, especially, potentially. Especially if you're wearing stockings and you can just see the little furs oh, hanging there's out. Oh, God, yeah. that's a horrible look. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we can see it. Shave it. Oh. All right? Oh. Hey, some Please. people may not want to shave it. No, that's fine. But you, as a shaving man, I guess not you get anymore. to say that. I've actually, I've actually got hairy legs for the first time in like no way. 15 years. Oh, my God. Have that's they grown right. back really thick and hairy? No, they haven't. Mm. But like what I, I used to spend like a bit of time shaving on the inside of my knees, like thinking I had hair through the inside of my calf and my knee. Yeah. Turns out there is zero hair there. I never had to waste any time on that. No, probably because it's a bit of like rubbing, if there's any rubbing. Are you saying I don't have a thigh gap? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? 
thigh rubbing together. No, I don't. general thigh rub or pants. No, from wearing pants, the inner like the inner part of your shin sure. tends to get not much hair on it. It's true. Oh, does it? Yeah, because when you go and get waxes and all sorts, you don't ah. get much hair there. Yeah, yeah, right. It rubs off the. The hairs. Okay, fair enough. The pants. Don't yeah, worry, yeah. you've got great thigh gap. I can oh. roll a bowling ball through your thighs. Oh, cool. Gap. Yeah, good. <laughs> that would be weird. I just felt very awkward. Yeah, it did just didn't actually, because especially because you're looking at my thigh gap at the time where you're saying rolling a bowling <laughs> ball. Don't yeah, hold the notepad up. I'm just gonna put this cushion. <laughs> put that Kmart cushion yeah. where it belongs. Is it Kmart? Is it? Yeah. All right, Pretty we digress. Cheap. Okay, we do. Let's move on. So you were guilty for all those things above. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so but just to t- so the other reason they shave their legs is oh, that yeah. it, it, it oh, heals yeah. better Sorry. if you crash. It, oh, okay, mm. that makes more sense. Yes. Yeah, because so if you, you get crash, gravel rash, correct. sure. Hair in there, bad news. Hair in there, bad. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. that would hurt. It like does. you know, like motorcyclists, if they're not wearing the proper gear as well, yep. that's got a oh, that would be tough if you it would be. fell off. So they should be shaving their legs. Yeah. Even with their Well, wearing leathers, they'd be leathers. right. For there motorcycles, wear leathers. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. It's not like I kind of get on my motorbike and go, I'm going for a motorbike ride. Hang on. I've got to shave my legs to put my jeans on. <laughs> I don't think any man would do that who rides a motorbike. Especially the guys you see out riding motorbikes. <laughs> like Some of these big dudes. Ba- big bad Bill, who's like 110 kilos. Oh, hang on, boys. Uh, just need to shave my legs. Just got to get my upper lady out. <laughs> Let me do it. Give it a touch up. What do you reckon of these bad boys? Do, yes. do, do you think motorcycle guys who ride motorcycles they pee out the side of their motorcycle pants? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Okay, what's your guilty pleasure with food? Like, have you ever just wanted to give it all up as well and just get really fat? I mean, obviously after Christmas, yes, oh. but no, no but no, seriously, ma- like yeah. give away all the fitness and yeah, just be definitely. How easy would it be to get oh, just get so massively good. fat? How much oh how fun God. would it be if it was cool to be fat? I'll be in. You would, would you though? Oh, no, you no, I wouldn't, wouldn't be. No, but you'd if like was, the idea of it. I like the idea of yeah. it. I like the idea. I mean, I've you know, I've, I'm not the smallest guy going around. No, but you're like a you're like I, you're, I you're saying I, that I like and, you're a fat guy. You're yeah, not. I try and I try and be. You're fit. a buff guy. I try and be fit and be active. Yeah, but uh, my guilty pleasure is like chocolate and lollies. Okay, yeah. you're a sweet tooth. I am a sweet tooth. Yeah, right. You're a massive sweet tooth. Actually, I yeah. think I did know that about you. Yeah. Sweet tooth. Do you find it hard to keep away from that stuff? Um, well, not really. If I'm not having it, it's fine. I'm cool. Yep. I'm cool not to have it. But if you get a taste for it, once you start, oh god, <laughs> clear out the way. I ate my daughter's whole block of chocolate that she won from some chocolate fair raffle thing, oh, and yeah. she had like one square, and then the next how, day it was gone. What sort of size? How big was the block? Well, it was like a decent. What's a normal? Oh, like what a, are they? Like a Cadbury, like, like a, a two fifty. Yeah, two fifty gram. But it was yeah. a Jaffa one, which oh, I hadn't seen. I which, never had a Jaffa one. Well, hit me. Either. That's why I ate it all. Yeah. And then Skylar the next day goes. Oh, and she was telling someone, oh, yeah, I've got this whole block of chocolate and mummy's saving it in the cupboard. And I'm there with this chip. I'm like, how am I going to break it to her? when Because she, she won't forget. They don't forget that no. stuff. Well, that's where you go buy another one. Yeah, I did. And you put it in the think, cupboard. But then I'll eat that again. But then you eat that one. No, no, this is where the vicious cycle comes into <laughs> it. But you know that replacing something and then like you buy it for someone to replace it and then eating it. I live with a chick whose boyfriend overstayed his welcome. He's only staying for two nights. He ended up staying for two weeks. We were all a bit miffed. Right. He had one eye, which has got nothing to do with it. But we <laughs> he, called him the one-eyed bandit. Why do you have one eye? I think he lost it in the war. Oh, well, that makes it hard to... What war? 
Only one of them. We- <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, yeah. he he had one so- eye, but and because he was lazy, we called him the one-eyed bandit. But he drank all of our beer. He was, he was lazy. Or his he eye was lazy. lazy. No, no, so the one eye was eye. good. Did he had one good eye. No, the, but the good eye wasn't lazy. No, I see it. Okay, it was cool. a good eye. All right, very good but eye. He was it was lazy. It was such a yes, but it was such a good eye that it spied the beers in the fridge. It he oh. it he not the it. eye. He- <laughs> The one-eyed bandit. One-eyed bandits are humans too, okay? Okay, they, yeah. true, right. true. He drank all the beers, yeah. then went out and replaced them. Then we said, okay, what happened to our beers? He goes, oh, they were in the fridge. I replaced them. And then we've gone, but they're not here now. And he goes, yeah, because I drank, <laughs> drank those as well. <laughs> Whilst watching Antiques Roadshow on the couch, all he did was watch Antiques Roadshow. Oh, really? Yeah, with his one eye. So he drank the beers, replaced the beers, <laughs> then drank, drank them. more. Yeah. And felt like he'd already pa- repaid his oh, debt. So he'd repaid him, and he'd go, "Cool, he, I've bought him. I've yeah. bought you. I've replaced your beers, yeah. so I've done the right thing. Tick. Yeah. But now I've drunk them again. Yeah. But he felt like that. D- that was okay. It was almost like you snooze, you lose. If you didn't oh, get to them, the them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, 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 and we were like, oh, this guy needs to go. <laughs> Bloody humans! I tell you what, aren't they the human worst? Beings. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. No. <laughs> Okay, next question. Now that you're in such a big deal, because <laughs> yeah. let's face it, do you ever s- secretly imagine yourself on on the side of a bus or on a billboard? Have you ever had any fantasies about- I've never been on a billboard yet, however- But uh, do you dream about it secretly? Do I dream about do, are it? Are you secretly, would you love it? Or on the front of a magazine, uh, Ryan Hodges, Breathe Easy Foundation. Would you love that? I reckon that? it'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, you it would, would love cool. it. Guilty could, of yeah, that. Yeah, guilty. I could, see myself, I could see myself on a billboard. Would you prefer the billboard or the bus? I reckon I'm going to go a tram. A tram? Yeah. It's a lot it, more straight and they, as well. And they move a bit slower. It. So you can capture more of you yeah. on the side of the bus. So I can, stand at a, I can stand at a station when people look at it and they look across at me and I go, yeah. That's me. Yeah. And you don't get yeah. the split like on a bus that's no, got a concertina right. and it's sometimes, you know, there's sometimes a split in the, in the sticker. Exactly. And it doesn't yeah, look good. No, you don't want cool. that. You no. want a fully fledged. Oh, I want it all me. Yeah. Or maybe a light, or maybe, you know, like a horizontal one. No, no, I think that'd be cool. Guilty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that'd be all right. Yeah. I love how you answered that so easily. I thought you'd be like, well, well, oh, yeah. shucks. But no, you're no. like, I'm putting it out there if anyone's listening. Bring it on. Yeah. You want to be do on the you, side of the bus. Do you know people in the billboard game? <laughs> No, but I actually have once Googled how much does it cost. What does it cost? <laughs> the, I don't remember. But billboards aren't what they used to be now. They're like electronic. So you could just send in a photo True. and go, can you just whack this bad boy up for a little while? Oh, they are. Yeah. It's not like you have to get up there with some glue and no. some clag and like yeah. paste it on. I know. Exactly. But I do, I can't believe when I'm driving and I see people on billboards, I do get jealous. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't even look good. <laughs> like, what am I saying? Oh, wow. I'm really? Like, I'm, I'm at that stage. Are I'm at a jealous you're stage. You're billboard envy. I've got billboard envy. You're billboard envy. Envy. <laughs> yeah. Have you been down Goodwood Road lately where the train goes over the underpass and there's like a new yes. electronic billboard? Is it? No, I, I haven't. I don't remember seeing it. It's pretty new. Okay. But have a look at that one. Okay. I reckon that's where I can see myself on oh, that one. You can already see yeah. yourself there. Yeah. So you've thought about this. A little bit. So you've got starry eyes for billboards. So you, but you don't have billboard envy though. Like I do. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, you're getting angry at the people I'm just on the <laughs> billboard. Like they, <laughs> damn it, they made it before me. When's my time coming? <laughs> oh, so true. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm so guilty. Why did I reveal that? That's a terrible thing to say. Okay. Um, And the last question, um, which I ask everyone, Mm. probably I should have uh, prepped you with this one, but have you ever shoplifted in your whole life? Mm. Ever, ever? I would have. Yeah? When you were younger? When I was younger. Like what? Do you remember anything specific? I remember this one. This one sticks in my mind. Okay. All right. Because it's not really good. 
but just the details of it. So okay. I would have been really little. I reckon I would have been, I don't know, five or six or thereabouts. And the Delhi at Belair Triangle. Not sure if you know the Belair oh, yeah. BP. Yes, yes. Belair, no, the, I do. The Belair Triangle. Oh, yeah. like, yep. So we grew top up top of the road. Yeah, top of the road. Yeah. So we used to always there. go. We used to go into the into the uh, into the Delhi a lot, and they had these little little packets of chewing gums that like the same shape as like a you know like the the rectangular hard case chewing gum yeah so yeah they had like a little packet that was five in there and they were all different colors they're different colors oh, that's so 80s and they were like five cents oh they're so good and i stole one of them oh my are you kidding me yeah, that's, that's what i stole. that's a terrible story i know i thought i was waiting for something big i was getting going with it but i didn't i don't think i really stole so you haven't really yeah, probably not that I'm going to incriminate myself with too oh, much. Oh, really? So that means there's something big that you can't talk about. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I've got a dark past. Have you? Before I went, you don't good. want you don't before you. I thought you've always <laughs> no, been good. I'm a good guy. You're a good boy. I'm a good boy. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. met your parents, and I think that they they were, raised a good yeah. one. Yeah, well, you know my brother. Just one. He is the, my, yeah, just one. <laughs> What's wrong with the other one? No, he's, he's the good one. No, is he? Yeah, Daryl's a good one. Oh well, that says something about you then. Yeah, if you're, yeah. you know, this good. Well, unless, unless you're good at hiding something. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm sorry. My yeah. So that that's one that still stuck out because I remember. I reckon I held it in my hand for ages, thinking about stealing it, and getting really nervous about stealing it. Sweaty palm. A little bit of like kid sweaty palm thing. But to a little kid, it's a lot. It was five cents. Yeah, that's cheap. Like it was massive. Back in the eighties, it was like yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> it was <laughs> back in the eighties. Well, that's the thing. I used to be able to get five cobbers for one cent. That was always the thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. the parents used to say to you. Now yeah. we can't, now we get like one cobber for like 25 cents. Oh, like, what a ripper. What is a cobber for a starter? Okay, <laughs> I pretended I knew what it was. Yeah, I, was saying, I, 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 I looked and went, you don't know what a <laughs> cobber is, do you? Is it, hang on, I reckon it's except with caramel. It is. <laughs> caramel, a little caramel yes. cube wrapped in chocolate. I knew it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. they don't make them anymore. No. Okay. No, cobbers are gone out. They've gone. They're gone. But yeah, you used to get heaps cheap stuff, like a you know bag of lollies. Even not that long ago, it was a bag of lollies for like fifty cents or a dollar. But not now that it's long like ago. inflate. Yeah. Like how long ago are you thinking? Oh yeah, maybe I forget how old I am. Okay, so maybe twenty years. Maybe ago. Not that long ago. <laughs> oh, like not that long ago. Like back maybe like twenty five years. Well, kids are buying ice, 19, ice cream. Ice creams. The ice creams are getting smaller and they're costing more. It's like oh, that'd be six dollars for a Buffalo oh, Bill. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. You go buy a Magnum for like $655 <laughs> and it's like only just enough ice cream to cover the stick. Maybe your mouth just got bigger <laughs> over Christmas. What, stretched what from all this? the food I what was ramming in there? a Magnum for ants? It needs to be at least three times the size. But they do get very, very small. And I'm very sad. What other food has gotten small? See, I see. I wagon wheels. A, oh, have they really? Chocolate, well, lots of chocolate things. Yeah. Have when got was the last time you had a wagon wheel? Oh, years. Years. Oh, God, years. <laughs> how'd you come up with a wagon? How do you, but how do you know they've gotten smaller? Oh. Have you measured uh, them? No, I've you seen haven't. them around and I reckon You've I've gone this. <laughs> hey, wagon. What's going on? I'll see you around. Oh, you. Again, with your stand up comedy, I'm thinking maybe just work a little in your. Yeah. Oh, so not. So that's not good. Don't put that into Actually, the routine. If you wore the white, this white, uh, not white, yellow shirt that yeah. you had in that, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. you'd knock them dead. Really? Where would Yellow's- you do it? Where are you going to do this comedy? You have to do it now. So where are you going to do comedy the comedy show? show? I yeah. don't know. Where, what's a good venue? Fringe 2020. Oh, the C word. Come on. Fringe Will you do it, Ryan? You Could commit, I? commit. Come on. Even Can- if it's a, like a five-minute thing in one of those three Irishmen oh. and Aussie. <laughs> I'll come. To what, what's Pub my, do, I, do I dress up in anything? Do I have to theme it? 
Uh, Can I dress up as I reckon, cancer? I reckon you just a riding gear, your lycra. My lycra? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. With your willy hanging well, out of the side. In case you've got a nervous wee. I shaved the, I shaved the inner part of my leg yeah. so it gets out easily. Yeah. It just glides down. <laughs> see, there's so many things. I would pay to see your show. Please it'd, do it right. It would have to be quite an interactive show to actually get some content out of it when people start actually talking. And then you can actually kind of come up with some of the cool stuff. Otherwise, it's just me standing there going, so... Cancer. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no. no, I'm sure that you would do a fabulous job, as you have on this podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for sitting on my red couch and chatting to me. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's and been telling lots me of fun. your story. Yeah, it was fun, despite yeah. that we're talking about cancer. Oh, my I God. Know. Who knew? Who would have thought you could sit and laugh about cancer? Oh, like you said, if you don't. Laugh, you'll cry. Exactly. So you gotta. Thank you, Ryan. No worries. Thanks for having me tomorrow. <laughs> no worries. I'm sorry. So sorry. Mindful. Oh, I'm so sorry. Guilty. The guilt trip.